1: Tim and, August.
0: Tim and August.
2: That's not my name. I don't know how hot all of my takes are. Some of them are measured,
1: some of them are freezing cold.
2: Yeah, well, listen. I, I, I give my unvarnished opinion without really thinking things through all the time. I'm just allowing things to just come right out of the id.
1: I like it. That, that's the way it needs to be. Because, if you didn't know, you have tuned into the newest episode of cost corner Cust corner it's Cascona.
3: corner Cust corner it's cost corner he's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes he should be president of the united states but it's cost corner it's cost corner Cust corner
2: still think we should change that name
1: well you still haven't come up with an acceptable replacement name tim
2: Top Cat Corner, I
1: think, works much better. <laughs> no, listen, Top Cat. That's, well, that's not happening. That
3: confuses people in the Top Cat brand name because right now there's the Top Cat review. Uh, there's Top
1: Cat, the cartoon character. Yep.
3: Wasn't there? There was a published paper with Tim's thoughts yes. and, and theories. Top Cat Weekly, right? Top Cat Weekly, of course. That so, was excellent,
1: by the way. Shout out to Adam Daly for so that. We do,
3: could do Top Cat Weekly, the podcast, but I feel like that's just too. Con-
1: I feel
2: like there
3: should convoluted. be another
1: newsletter coming out after this one when Tim has a whole fresh set of hot takes. So the
2: way, Yeah, scorching takes.
1: The way that Cust Corner works is we sit here, and Tim tells us what's been grinding his gears over the past, well, whatever time is between the last time we did it now, like three weeks or something like that? Maybe two weeks. Two weeks?
3: Feels like three. It feels it's like been, forever. It's been too long. But
1: people, people have been demanding it. So, Tim, the floor is yours. What do you got?
2: So, you know, sometimes things just fall into your lap. Over the last couple of weeks. Strippers. <laughs> Over the last couple of weeks, the movie network has been just serendipitously reshowing all the Roger Moore, James Bond movies. And I so I watched all seven of them start to finish. And then out of nowhere, uh, Sir Roger Moore passed away. And I knew this was going to happen because this stuff always happens when people pass away. On Twitter, there were various articles being written, including one in the, Nas- in, in the National Review, which is a, a journal I have a very high opinion of, but the article was why J- uh, Roger Moore is clearly the best James Bond. And yeah. it occurred to me that this just isn't right. There's a lot of problems with this thesis. His movies are not the best movies. I mean, he, he's a part of the, the, the 007 lore, and he's important, and we can't forget about him. But, like... All of the, 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 the wailing about this is the, great, the greatest James Bond, blah, blah, blah. His movies are no good for the most part. And he's not the best James Bond. And so that annoyed me, the sort of beatification of Roger Moore, who seems to be a lovely human being, but just not the best Bond. And I, I, the, the fact that he died is the reason people are saying
3: that. Now, I was going to say that, you know, probably who wouldn't take pity upon Roger Moore in his death? Sean Hannity. Probably tell it like it is. Not the best Bond.
1: <laughs> Tim is the conspiracy. Tim, Tim, I don't know if that's really even a conspiracy. Tim's no. right. Roger Moore is not no, he's one not. of the best Bond. Everyone bon-
3: knows it's Pierce Brosnan. <laughs>
1: Good God. Oh, God.
3: Uh, the Roger
1: Moore movies are like objectively bad movies. But yeah, I yeah think... and
2: that's not, No, to be fair, that's not Roger Moore's fault.
1: No, it's not, but he's the one in them.
2: <laughs> he is the one in them, and I will say, you know, on his behalf at least, the, oh, you're now speaking for the estate no, no, of we'll Roger give him Moore. His Are you too. like
3: John Phil or what is what was that guy's name? John, the other side host of what? He spoke to the dead.
1: Oh, John Edwards.
3: John Edwards. Yeah, Ed John Edwards, Edwardsing. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, if you read Ian Fleming's books or look at the sort of Bond Ian Fleming tried to produce, James. Or sorry, uh, Roger Moore is far closer to the authentic James Bond.
0: Who cares? The
1: the, mo- the movies and the books don't. They don't need to matter to him. They're two separate I agree entities. I with
2: you. I'm just, you know, to give him his due, he certainly plays James Bond closer to the way Ian Fleming imagined him, sort of the debonair, suave, sort of person that looks like they've been poured into a suit. You know, in terms of the look, I would say maybe Roger Moore does have the most James Bondy look, but he's not the best James Bond, and he was also, like, in his 50s through most of these movies, and you could tell.
1: Well, I think you have really buried the lead here, because you're on point with Roger Moore not producing the best movies, but I think it's kind of—I I don't even want to say a coincidence. I think the fact that you sat down and watched all the Roger Moore Bond movies, and then he dies as soon as you finish, and accursed.
2: <laughs> this is not my fault. I, they were put on the movie network the last couple of weeks, and, I didn't, and that's why I was watching them again. They, they
1: were tempting the curse, and it worked.
2: There was at no. They time had, the they, last, they, the there is the conspiracy.
1: It, the movie network had a secret agenda to get rid of Roger Moore, so they had to lure Tim's powers into it.
2: Are you sure the movie network's just not working for Blofeld? It hey, could be. That was a fun story. Did you read that one? Yes, I did. In fact, I tweeted out it, was a, it that shows that, that that's a real nice human being.
1: Yeah, it's a it's back before the days of executive lounges at airports. I just got a new MasterCard which gets me into them. It's
3: great. Oh nice.
1: So Did now I'm just to gonna travel to more so it? I can soak in all my executive lounges.
2: Did you have to pay money to get your credit card?
1: Yeah, I had to pay ninety nine bucks for ninety nine bucks a year.
2: Okay, that's not too bad.
1: It gives me complete travel insurance. It gives me two thousand free air miles. It's legit. Direct I'm now a spokesperson for the for International in the Air Miles MasterCard.
2: There you go sponsoring this podcast
1: i mean listen if we get a big deal like mastercard on board i'm all about it i'll cut out oh, my visa listen, right I now i will
2: chill for mastercard too if you'd like me to
1: no they don't need to be cursed they'll be
2: dead yeah. but it's not mastercard my fault out of that, business it is not my fault that the uh, movie network was be showing these movies Do you think no it's just your fault i woke that he up died. a month ago and said you know what i'd like to watch again moonraker you or can
3: watch Octopus. anything you want to watch
2: yeah but it never would occur to me to watch those movies again
3: so, do you want to I have did, They the, were on, the,
2: and they needed to be rewatched because it was, you know, like my, most 13 year old boys, I became fascinated with James Bond and watched all these movies a long time ago. And many of them I have not watched in 15 years at least. So, it was good to sort of, you know, remember where I was when I first watched, like Octopussy or You Only, you know, well, uh, or uh, Live and Let Die. And so, it was good Octopussy. to rewatch those uh, movies. A couple of them are actually pretty good. Most of them are no good.
1: A couple of them are kind of mediocre, and the rest of them aren't good. And here's the thing, because people will say, some people will say that, you know, Roger Moore is their Bond. I I know you kind of facetiously said it,
3: that Pierce Bronson is your Bond, but he is your Bond. When you grew up, he was Bond. I will say, even when I grew up, though, I think there was still a prevailing sense that, like...
1: Connery is Bond. Connery
3: is Bond. Connery is Bond. Brosnan just plays him. Like, even, you know, at the time, like, SNL was still, like, Using Like, really, was Sean Connery relevant enough in the late 90s to be deserving of being the like, title piece of Celebrity Jeopardy? No. But everyone knew who Sean Connery was, so it's okay. Yeah, like he's he just a staying power. He's Indiana Jones' dad. He was in The Rock. I like The Rock. He's, the,
1: he's great in The Untouchables. October. Yeah. He's in stuff. Yeah.
2: But we will also say in Roger Moore's behalf... He is the Bond in the greatest scene in Bond history, which I talked to the other day. Yeah, I don't. When,
1: I don't. He, it's one of the better. I. I, I it act, is
2: the best. It's the most iconic Bond. Well,
0: scene I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This might
1: be left uh, open interpretation of what's the best Bond no, it's, it's scene it. No, it's no, else, it's in it. We're, we're going to get to one of these hot takes later from you that you think is very concrete, which it
2: isn't. It's a garbage argument to disagree with that. The old, the the scene that is the most iconic in Bond history is him coming off the ski slope and the British parachute opening in. Spy who loved me. It just, it
1: just See, I would is. say the most iconic scene is in Ursula, Bond is, is Ursula Andrews coming out of the water in Dr. No. I do not agree. That could be do that not too, not but agree. I would say
3: the most iconic scene in Bond is just when he's strapped to the table and there's the laser beam coming yeah. out of his junk. Because that's the one that's parodied the most. And, okay, it, and, the most and it's, it's in area, the best Bond movie. Is it in? And it's in the Simpsons episode that which is maybe the best Simpsons in? episode that parodies Bond.
2: If it's so iconic, which movie did it come from? I don't know. Well, how iconic could it be then? If you well, he, he,
1: it's movie. a scene. I don't remember the movie. I remember the scene. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about the opening to this specific movie where he's skiing down the ski hill, opens up the parachute, and has the Union Jack parachute, do you know what movie that's from? Nope. See? So that's what's the matter? It me. Not you, you idiot. To, oh,
2: because it leads into the, the Carly Simon song.
1: Uh. so there's a whole bunch of bond we can break down here we can break down the movies we can break down the who's the better Bond. we can break down the songs Mm -hmm. um yeah and and which are better but i think a lot of this just skews towards personal taste if you're looking at like objectively good bond movies you're gonna be looking at from russia with love goldfinger casino royale the living daylights skyfall those are probably your best five yeah yeah, Thunder. I would probably add Thunderball in that. Yeah, Thunderball, it's just weird that Thunderball is basically remade five years later as Diamonds Are Forever. Yes, that is true.
3: Isn't there some debate as to whether or not Thunderball technically falls into the canon of Bond? No,
1: that's never no, say no, never again. Never, never say
2: never again. again.
3: Which um,
1: Connery played being younger than Roger Moore at the time.
2: Yeah, but Pat and I disagree. That, to me, does not count as a Bond movie. See, yeah, I, I think it does.
3: And I think it's pretty it good. It, it no, it's not tip. a broccoli
2: movie. It has Kim Basinger in it. If it wasn't done by the Broccoli's, then it doesn't count.
3: Eh. What's, the, but, what's the, uh, the recent Bond movie that you like that no one else does, Tim? It wasn't... One that, I mean, no,
1: I, I, I like Quantum of Solace. Oh, you like Quantum, Quantum of Solace, Solace, right. I just don't think it's bad. I think it's okay. Probably the
2: worst or second worst Bond movie. No, the, the one that
1: just came out, Spectre, is one yeah, of the Spectre worst Bond movies.
2: Spectre's not as awful as Quantum of yes, Solace. Yes, it is. It's way worse. Like, it's up there with a futile kill in terms of awfulness.
1: A V2 a Kill's not even close to being the worst Bond with Roger Moore one. Moonraker
2: uh, is the no, absolute
1: well, Moonraker is the absolute worst Bond movie.
2: Well, part of the reason Moonraker's got a pr- is that it, the stakes are too high, right?
1: Because he's in Bond space?
2: movies when the stakes <laughs> are high usually are no good.
1: Die Another Day is really bad, too. Because yeah, it's Die Another yeah, Day. It deals, with, it, deals with, yeah, it deals with the same thing. It also has Bond surfing in, like, North Korea on the side of his invisible Ford car door. The fact that he was just driving Ford in
2: that movie. Was just... But, like, yeah. in A View to a Kill, like, they're driving on the wrong side of the road half the time. And, like, the wheels are... Like, it's just so unwatchable.
3: I, I I even
1: like, but s- it, but it does have Christopher Walken in it. Could you? Who just, is excellent yeah.
2: as a villain? Well, by could the
1: way. you sort of replicate how Christopher Walken talked to Bond as a villain?
2: Well, you, you see, Mister s- Mister Bond, I notice here on this computer that it says you're licensed to kill. So watch as I throw you out of the zeppelin. That's pretty much what he says. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. Top yeah.
2: Topcat does it again.
1: I, I still can't that's believe that's...
3: we have the budget to bring in Christopher Walken for as I, many episodes as we do. I'm surprised he didn't mention he's got this
2: watch. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> uh, I I think but we've had this debate is, on this podcast before, but like I really
2: get annoyed at the principle <sighs> oh, of just when just... somebody passes away that we have to honor everything they've done. If that's fine to honor them, but let's not pretend they are better than they were. Let's accurately honor them. You know, Roger Moore is probably the second best Bond or the third best Bond or whatever, but he's not the best Bond. He is not James Bond in your mind's eye. And uh, I think it's a disservice to his memory and a disservice to, you know, one of the, if not the most important movie series of all time, one of them, uh, to say he's the best because he isn't.
1: Well, you're a big Timothy Dalton guy.
2: Yeah, because I like the brooding, darker Bond, which is why I like Daniel Craig's Bond quite a bit.
0: Yeah, which is uh, why which I is think why we.
2: I'm not so attracted to the way Roger Moore plays it because I think Roger Moore. Uh, and to a lesser extent, Connery played a little too campy, and I prefer a little darker
3: James Bond. That was the style, though. You even look at, like, Adam West Batman of a very similar era. I don't know. I, I skew towards the more fun Bond because I I think of Bond as a fun guy. Or just it not not even in the sense of fun, but just sort of like lighthearted, lighthearted, Quippy. like He know he realizes he's above most of this, <laughs> um, which is why I I enjoyed Skyfall as a movie. But I remember even saying to you, and I think again we've had this debate on the podcast before. But like I like Skyfall as a film, but I feel like it suffers too much. And to use like a similar Batman analogy here, like I feel like it's too Christopher Nolan y. I feel like it's too dark. I agree. That's like, why it's I a mean, good movie, I, I, but like I
1: think Casino Royale is way better. Yeah, there is just one scene, as Tim, you know, in that movie that is just ridiculous. That yeah, the
2: poker scene. The, is,
1: is, the poker scene is so bad,
2: and it makes you suspicious of they're so off about poker on that what else are they really off about on things that we don't know
0: the ins and outs of
1: yeah well i i think that uh, i i forget who said it i think it might have been chuck closerman may have brought it up at one point about how everyone always talked about how the wire was so realistic mm-hmm. but then season five came around and it dealt with like here's how a newsroom works and like, that's not really how a newsroom works. Yeah. <laughs> so if they're off about that
3: yeah, could do, they we, be do off we really about... know how a baltimore precinct works yeah i don't know Maybe that's the key to making television series is just, I know they say re- relatability is the thing, but maybe just make your series about things that
1: no one else knows how they work. Well, it's funny because, I mean, I think that was one of the things about The Sopranos too, that it's, you have to go into a world that people don't know much about, then you tell them the story about how this world works, and then yeah. you relate that story of how real people live in this world.
3: Well, I think that's why I had such like a hard time, and it was such an indie, idiot detector show with the newsroom, where oh, the newsroom's when so I bad. knew people Tim's who favorite. worked in newsrooms he who liked that, that show... show it was like, I can understand people who have no idea how this stuff works, but you work in a newsroom and you like this show. God.
1: And listen, I'm usually pretty in on Sorkin stuff. Yeah. Just cause I enjoy watching it. It's fun to watch. Yeah, sure. He's,
3: he, he writes some great dialogue. I, I don't want to put that past a- him. However, my-, my, my The West
0: Wing was the
2: one he didn't write when they brought the Republicans in to write it. What? The best season of the West Wing is when they had the Republican, uh, real Republican strategist come in to write that season.
1: Tim, no no one thinks that any season after Sorkin left of the West Wing is as good as any of the Sorkin's The only season. watchable one. That- that, that 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 is you on an island by yourself.
2: Okay. Well that's kind of the point of this show.
1: I, I guess so. That's that a true. that's a bad take. Okay, a- well, anyway, the the main take. problem with the newsroom is just the retroactive journalism that really oh, bothered yeah. me. It's oh like, oh man, we tell we me got about it. Oh, here's the situation that happened two years ago. We know how this turns out. And this is why we're right at the time. It's like And come then on. season
2: two turns on this massive error that they make about uh, chemical weapons, and then season three is just basically they just shrug their shoulders and go, Oh, whatever <laughs> Like, that network wouldn't exist if they made that kind of mistake in real life. It's like when Dan Rather destroyed his entire career by making things up about George W. Bush.
3: Or they were just a year too early before nothing about journalism mattered anymore, and maybe they were a precursor.
2: There's that, too. One thing I also had noted here about Bonds, and you can't have a good Bond movie without a good Bond song. I'm glad Pat brought up songs, because all the best movies have some of the best songs
1: that's another detractor from Casino Royale. I like the Casino Royale oh, so you song. you don't
2: like the Casino Royale
1: song? See, I, I like the Casino Royale song, but it's a lot like Live and Let Die. I like Live and Let Die, the song. They're not Bond songs.
3: Yeah, they're just sort of songs. They're
1: songs that are good, but they're not Bond songs. Well, but
2: what's a Bond song? Is Shirley Basie doesn't sing it. It's not a song? Like- it, it
1: needs to sound in that vein, though.
3: Soulful... Sort of, I, I feel like it helps when
1: like the Quantum of Solace song that Jack Black and Alicia Keys did sounds more like a Bond song, although it's not as good of a song.
2: Like, yeah. uh, well, Adele's Skyfall, I think, is is excellent. Agreed, uh, but that
1: but that sounds like a Bond song.
2: Uh, yeah. I think Carly Simon's uh, uh, Nobody Does It Better is a Bond song. Uh, the Duran Duran's In a View to a Kill is fantastic. It might be the best of that boop,
3: of like, boop, like boop, you do, do, Bond song. Ba-dum-dum. I forgot Duran Duran wrote a Bond song. It's an excellent Bond song.
2: But, like, uh, e- even
1: Madonna's Die Another Day was getting at, like, sort of the Bond sound. It was just a bad song.
3: I mean, nothing is
2: better than Gold, Goldfinger. Goldfinger but is yeah, the Goldfinger best song. Goldfinger is the best song. Goldfinger's it the best, is, the best, is, Goldfinger's the
1: best movie. Goldfinger has the best everything.
2: Yeah, it's hard to argue against that. I mean, I think if you're not putting Goldfinger first, I think you're being very contrarian, or you have to really make your case hard. I. As much as I would like to not put it first, I I, I couldn't possibly not as put much it first. as I
3: strive to be those things. <laughs> as much as I, you
2: know, am looking for, you know, reasons to sort of fight against conventional wisdom, if it's necessary, it is the best movie. He's got all the best parts.
1: It is. It's the most memorable of all the movies. And yeah. it's not super long. That was the thing that killed the last Bond. There was a, no Bond. It was like five hours long. It was like, Oh man, like this is a Bond movie. It should be ninety eight minutes. You no, know,
2: Quentin Tarantino has this theory on Bond movies. I hope one day they let him make a Bond movie. He really but wants his, to. I, that would be is, very interesting. He
1: really wants to.
2: Is need to go back to being retro bond works in the cold war era and what he wanted to do in his theory is he would make a bond that is set in the cold war era and i think that would be a perfect approach to his movies i i really hope they give him a chance
3: i do like how tim set that up like it was a little bit more complex than it had to be like (laughs) his point is bond should be in the cold war era so what he wanted to do is put bond in the cold war era i thought there's gonna be like a very specific storyline he was gonna throw out there like okay no, that makes sense, though. I, I would be 100% in on a Tarantino-Bond film. Yeah, they don't like – because Spielberg and
1: George Lucas wanted to make a Bond movie in the 80s, and they wouldn't let them. Well, so no, that's, 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 that's why they, That's why they ended up making Indiana Jones. That was yeah. their alternative to James Bond.
2: Yeah, they're very conservative with the people they have do these movies for obvious reasons, right? You know, it's a, this is the most important and meaningful franchise in 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 movies in pictures. That's
1: also not true, by the
2: way. It's not even close. What is the
3: I, most influential series? Star Wars.
2: Not the most. It's not the most influential.
3: Star Wars it's is it's the biggest even, and most the important best, franchise but it's the in
2: most movies. Important. No,
3: Star Wars it is the most is important. It is movies. I guess it's hard to argue that. I I I sort of joked about it a second ago, but I feel like Jurassic Park, just in the sense of CGI and how much that. Although Star Wars has an equal, claim a, oh, they're
2: all better and, and greater franchises. But I think Bond, because it spans seven decades, and you know, well, just because longevity, yeah,
3: longevity doesn't mean anything.
2: No, but it's not just longevity; it connects people to film over multiple generations. They all have, but sort Star, of Star Wars is a now doing that too. A wheel. So it's just so much more important than, I mean, Star Wars is the only thing that comes close, but you know, Star Wars had movies that sucked so badly. Like the thing about the bad bonds is, even though you know, Moon I don't Riker feel like there's or a Rocky worse. Or bad,
1: there is no Star Wars movie that is worse well, than Moonraker. Even
2: episode one. Are you kidding one. me? I would, I would invite Do you to watch you think, think episode one's the worst? One, I think episode two, two and is the three worst. again.
1: I don't even remember episode two. I think that's, that's why it's actually know. worse than episode one. It has clones. One. There are so many clones. No, was,
3: that's the problem with episode two is it, it has nothing to do. It's a love story. That's all it is. It's like a really long and boring love story. Then the side story to that is Palpatine's rise through, like, the Republic. And it's like, I don't care about this either. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's this so is boring. Even
2: Moonraker was no good, you can think of, uh, you know, 20 scenes from that movie.
1: No, I can't. The only thing I remember about Moonrakers it's they had laser the guns and they went to space. That's it. Well, moon, you could say, though, Moonraker's is is
3: is that Moonraker probably was pretty much the inspiration for Austin Powers 2. Oh,
1: yeah, but oh, I don't no, like Austin Powers 2. I'm too. I'm all
3: about Austin Powers 1,
1: that's it. Fair.
3: I think Austin Powers 2 was okay. And I've watched I've watched, them, re- re- I've watched no. them recently too.
2: Moonraker's the last Shirley Bassey song movie too, I believe.
3: <laughs> well, then
1: buy the fucking soundtrack.
2: I well, I would. I okay, I don't Is it sad that I
1: don't know I don't the think song? That good,
3: but Moonraker, like, so I'm just singing Moonraker and go, in the figure.
1: Moonraker! Even bad bonds are good bonds. That my be- yeah, that's because you like it. I think that, most- that that works. It's like when I watched season eight of Entourage. <laughs> like, I know it's not good, but I'm watching it because I liked
3: Entourage. And at a certain point, too, you're pot committed. Yeah. That that gets me a lot.
1: Moonraker. Here's a moon that it's orbits a... around the
0: earth.
1: <laughs> the Goldfinger uh, song is so good, even Frazier sang it. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> when he was real depressed, because the, the piano player only knew two songs. Happy Birthday, which obviously they couldn't clear the rights to, although they could now, because those people died, and it's open open season, season on now. Happy Birthday, yep. and Goldfinger. <laughs>
2: All well, right, Tim. R.I.P. to Roger Moore. He is still one of the most important people in film, and uh, he will be missed.
1: I don't know if he's one, one of, of the
2: most, most important people, people in film. He played the most iconic character in film, as far as I'm concerned. And he played it more than anyone else has.
3: So wait, so now your argument is, okay, okay, fair. But again, I feel like doing something more than other people is not necessarily the pedigree of which we should derive importance from.
2: I agree with you completely. But he still did play, I like, think, the most important role role in film and he played it more than anyone and that means something
1: i guess what do you got next
2: do i have next so i have sort of a moral dilemma with this tim hortons by my house i have these liquor and burger ranks that are flying around the internet that are frustrating me okay let's let's, let's go to, waiters no. who are being mean to me what oh about? no Let, let's let's go yeah. there
1: why are the waiters being mean to you tim
2: so like many bachelors every now and then i just don't want to eat at home I want to go out and have a real meal and not like have a meal at, like a fast food restaurant. So, a do couple you, nights ago. Do you go eat by uh,
1: yourself?
3: Of course. In, in, in a in a served restaurant?
2: Yeah, I don't care.
1: Do, do people feel bad for you?
2: Well, we're going to come come on to what what is making me angry about this?
1: Do they think that like you're ill?
3: <laughs> so Do they I, do they do they constantly start your meals by asking you if if your entire party is here?
2: No, that doesn't happen, although they
3: but so, yes, Black- it does happen.
2: So I'm not going to name the name of the restaurant cuz it's not the problem of the chain the food was actually yeah. very good. It's the like, actually he doesn't is want it to Tim Hortons no, by your house. He
1: doesn't want to name the name of the restaurant cuz it's some garbage restaurant. Perkins. It's like there Applebee's are no garbage, there
2: are no garbage restaurants that are that are chains. Anyway.
1: Oh yeah, Tim is also big on chains over like independent restaurants. I'll admit when
3: my family took like a meat. road trip through the states when I was 10 and it was the first time I got to go to an Applebee's and I loved Applebee's for like 3 years. Would you ever go to Applebee's now? Sure, I probably no, would really? it's gross. I mean look, pool, I'm not I'm not a proud go. man when it comes to food. If you can fry it, I'll probably eat it.
2: The places with lots of spots means that the food has been tested by professionals and that people like it around the world and that it's clean and has very high standards. And so, you know, one of the things President Trump is right about is exactly that kind of stuff. That the more commercialized food production restaurants and companies are, the safer and better food you're likely going to get. But you've brought track here. So I'm not gonna name the place. I went out to dinner. Today is Friday. So I went out on, on Wednesday night to dinner. And as soon as I got to the restaurant, I'm by myself, and the, the not the waitress. Not, I wouldn't call them a maitre
3: hostess? d' at
2: this kind of place. But you know, the person who stands at the front where it says, please hostess? wait. Hostess. The, the maitre d. <laughs> I wouldn't call them the maitre d'. It's not really what ma- I think of that as someone like at a fine dining restaurant. which is called a not, hostess or a host. Or a host. Or, or some hostess. person <laughs> who's
3: mean to Tim.
2: <laughs> well, she was, she was just flippant with me. Because she said, uh, "You know, is it just? Are you by yourself?" And I sort of said, "Yeah, it's just me." And uh, just she gave me some attitude. I didn't like it, but I was going to say, "Gee, do you see people behind me that are with me?" Like I didn't say anything, but I felt like that. I just was annoyed by the way I was being spoken to. So I was taken to a table, uh, sort of onto the side. It's not where I wanted to be, but I didn't feel like complaining about wanting to be by the window. And (laughs) the server waited longer to get to me than other tables with more people that had been seated after me. He got to meet after that, and I, he only came to see me once to ask me how my food was, and he came to the other tables a couple of times to uh, ask
0: him how theirs was.
3: Can I, and, can I cut uh, you off for just a second? Because I do want to ask you a question about this. I personally hate it when, when the waiter they come comes over. by and asks me how my meal is. Yeah, if, uh, they're, they're
1: usually getting the sea bass, like, come over here, I need something, yeah, if I want to deal exactly.
3: with it. Exactly. I feel I'm like once you sure give me my food, I don't need you anymore until the bill.
2: But the fact that I wasn't worth going to see more than once and these other people were worth seeing more than once bothered me. And they never came by to refill my water and they refilled everyone else's. Like It seemed like they were going to the table to fill other people's water and they weren't doing that to me. And yeah, it was just a very unpleasant situation, and I just wondered, this is not the first time I've experienced service like this by myself at, a, at various restaurants that you go into. I just wonder whether there's an implicit bias of these people against... Yes, no, yeah, because yeah, you're buyers. not going to get no, as big a tip. Reason, that's, hey, that's, that's, it, that's awful.
1: These people are playing for tips. They're playing for commission here. If they have a table of six people, that tip is going to be bigger than the one with just one person.
3: Although, that's a table of six people, sometimes the tip is built in, so it might not even matter.
2: Yeah, that's not the way to run a business. Every customer is supposed to be treated coequally.
3: Maybe, and and this could actually be a thing. Maybe like, you that's know how, in the mission statement. Yeah, maybe. Um, but you know how there's that thing where it's like, uh, if you're reading the menu, they won't come over because they assume that you're not, you haven't made your decision yes, yet. Yeah,
2: you close the menu before, uh, so they know you're ready. Yeah. yeah the, so there's the that, that. But maybe they, maybe that.
3: they legitimately think because they weren't the one who sat you that they keep looking over and going, oh, whoever's with him must be in the washroom. No, i wait till guy they come have back. Cared
2: less Oh, it's just some guy by himself listening to his iPad or iPhone. Sorry, at the at the at the table, and I can just ignore him. I yeah. annoyed by that?
1: Yeah, listen, the, the fact that the people there's more people at another table—it's yeah. the tip thing. It's a hundred percent the tip thing.
2: Well, I would have left a very good tip. I didn't because I felt I felt personally offended. By the well, way, I'm well, maybe maybe they know you there too as the
1: bad tipping guy.
2: I didn't want to have to be that person, but the way that the so-called maitre d treated me with some attitude. And the way I was seated, I basically ignored. Uh, but the food was good, so i what, would probably.
3: What go back. percentage did you end up leaving in your outrage? Still fifteen? I only right? believe leave
2: was a rule fifteen percent, but this time I left ten because I was angry.
3: See,
1: most people tip like twenty percent.
2: Okay, well I don't. I tip fifteen percent. That's what the tax is. That's what. See, I
1: tip. They, they, the word probably got around.
0: But oh, you're yeah, a bad. It got around, you're a it.
1: bad tipper. Watch out oh. for this guy with the weird fro and bad mustache. He's a bad tipper. Yeah.
0: I've
3: okay. been bringing this oh. up lately. I, I don't know why it keeps coming up, but I, I've told the story a couple times now of um, I know you told me this website existed three, four years ago, but there was the website around Toronto. You porn? Well, sure, of course.
1: com. Now it's Ujizz. Oh, Ujizz. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's Tim's no, favorite
3: site. But <laughs> that, uh, no, there was the site that for girls on like dating sites, uh, where they would post the picture, or the name of the person they brought home, and then there's like criteria. Oh yeah, that were ranked, and, and you were on that site. I was, and the cleanliness of your apartment was kind of their main takeaway. Top notch. Um, I wonder if there's some sort of like server website, and Tim's picture is like wow. the top of the website. I totally forgot about this that website guy sucks. until you just. It's a gr- it's a great website. It is.
1: Yeah. So if uh, it, yeah, so it was like if you bet someone on Tinder, they would post your picture to the site and then rank you. Quality of apartment, quality of date. Good sex, bad sex. Yep. Good looking, bad looking. That kind of thing. Personality traits.
2: I did great on that. Yeah,
1: I wish I. I almost feel like you know, getting back <laughs> getting on the market see if I can up my rating some more.
2: Sounds like a very black mirrory situation. Why? Just that kind of rating system just seems something dehumanizing about it all. I don't approve of that at all. Actually, that Why? should not be allowed.
1: What do you mean not allowed? You're someone who thinks that... should not be allowed. What do you
2: mean not allowed? You, not allowed?
1: you think people should be, should be banned?
2: No, this is not, I'm not saying the state should ban it. I'm just saying people should have enough common sense and humanity and dignity not to engage in that type of chicanery. You're
1: Those just worried that you got a low ranking yeah, yeah, waiter.com. Yeah, you're just negative five.
2: Never serve this guy. Yeah, well, apparently. This is not the first time I've been treated with disrespect. Again, I feel like
3: your headphones play a factor, too. Well, like, I think headphones signify that you're, like, closed wall, off like in the world like you're not ready loser? to talk to people.
2: What? I'm by myself at the table. What am I going to do? Stare at the wall like uh, a loser and do nothing? I'm not
1: well, saying. I mean,
3: you're already eating by yourself at a restaurant.
2: So well, you, 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 they, that never happens. Listen, restaurants are for multiple restaurant restaurant people. Somebody yeah. else.
3: I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you credit. Like problem. I would not sit in a restaurant by myself. I will I will go to a restaurant and get something to go and then leave with the food. But I would not sit in a restaurant by myself. I'm not
2: ashamed of being there by myself.
3: Tim, do single people eat crackers? We don't know. In <laughs>
0: fact, Honestly, we don't care. We I don't, don't want to know. know.
2: <laughs> I don't mind doing that or going to the movies by myself. It never bothers me. I will
1: go to the movies by myself. Yeah, that's because it's same dark.
2: Thing?
1: No, one no one cares. It is
2: absolutely not the same.
3: And you're and you're only there for the purposes of watching the movie. We're at a restaurant you're there to have conversation.
2: And like, I don't I'm not there to have a conversation. I'm there to have dinner. If I wanted a conversation, then take I could the dinner
3: home. Else. Get it to go.
2: You know, I, I prefer dinner time where there's almost no talking. You know, some of those some families people do not speak at dinner. It's impolite to speak at dinner. That's
1: terrifying. Yeah, in the fucking fifties, Tim.
2: I think there's something to be said about that. In fact, I'm pro not speaking during dinner. I'm pro conversation between courses before meal, after meal, but How while many course the dinner dinners the do serve. you have? Pardon me.
1: How many course dinners yeah, do you have? This is pretty rich coming from a guy
2: who owns one plate. Well, I'm not that's not my point. My point is, <laughs> by I mean, do you have to wash
3: the plate between courses? Is that why yeah. there's so much time for conversation?
2: <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's something impolite about conversing while you're having while you're eating. I think it's polite to, to talk before eat and then talk afterwards.
1: Basically, what you want to have for dinner is like that scene in American Beauty after like eventually Kevin Spacey just flips out because they're listening <laughs> they're to like the terrible the music, just staring at
2: each other. <laughs> I think of that scene, like in *The Sound of Music*, where they're all at dinner. Nobody's allowed to talk during dinner. Yeah, so Nazi so Germany yeah, is always yeah, a great example.
1: Right. for... Here are great examples that I think that Nazi Germany could have <laughs> on us today. How they eat dinner—very dinner. No, efficient, very quiet—or you have wait. to that go. Is a
2: misinterpretation of that film. <laughs> his, his whole gig is that he's against the Nazis.
1: Yeah, but you rips a...
2: the Nazi flag in half when they hang it on his house.
1: No one cares about The *Sound of Music* anymore, Tim. It's not 1940. okay. But you're
2: just mis- you're mischaracterizing the film. So. I had to set the record straight. Tim, I I I will
1: set the record straight, too. Tim, pro-Nazi behavior.
2: No, I am (laughs) pro-silence at dinner. I think that's... I am for silence everywhere. It's dignified and graceful. We live in a society where everyone has to speak their mind about everything all the time. This This is what this show is about (laughs) that you're doing. Nobody is comfortable with their own thoughts anymore. No one's comfortable with just being in silence. They have to fill that air through awkward uh, chit-chat. I prefer... You know, when people are eating, to concentrate on your meal. Someone worked hard to cook it for you. Eat the meal. Don't converse and waste time. That's my position.
1: Especially because you have to concentrate so you don't cut your finger off with your food because if you're talking, that might happen. Well, it's
3: hard to talk to when you've shoved as many nugs in your mouth as possible. (laughs) Oh,
2: please.
1: (laughs) All right, what do you got next?
2: So, speaking of nugs, I have a moral dilemma about this Tim Hortons by my house.
1: All right, what is it?
2: So, it's one of those Tim Hortons that's attached to a Wendy's.
1: Okay. Oh! Oh!
2: Yeah! See where I'm going with this. Okay. So th- this is a Tim Hortons. That's it's, it's the only one that's close to me. And the people there know me, and they know exactly what I order, so I don't have to even order it. And the coffee people who are coffee drinkers know that not every Tim Hortons is consistent.
1: I like Some to order in others. silence. Some are better than. No others. more talking. Just <laughs> coffee.
2: Support- this Tim is
1: I feel like you're good. German
3: slowly going into Austrian Schwarzenegger territory. Well, I and
2: mean, Austria is a little Germany. Yes, yeah. Would you like to talk more about whatever the hell you're talking about, or should I continue with that? Well, so, some
1: of us like to listen, Tim. You, not one of those people.
2: <laughs> All right, fine. Why don't you tell your story? I'm sure it's more interesting.
1: No, it's done now. You were just talking over it.
2: Okay. It was so about
1: Little Germany. So, so
3: sorry to
2: inconvenience
3: you. So what? So what's the quandary here? Is it that? Is it that uh, the Wendy's is too enticing to be in the same building with? No, I mean the the fact that you've put a kibosh on Wendy's and that you've banned Wendy's.
1: Wendy's and Tim Hortons are the same company this in Canada. Is what my so then you is. should
2: then you should be giving up Tim Hortons too. Yes. Am I only able to go to Tim Hortons' that are solo Tim Hortons?
1: That's still owned by the same company, so it's all the same company.
2: But they're not. The the actual owner of that franchise probably owns both the Tim Hortons and the Wendy's. I go to another one, it's it's different. The money's going to a person who just owns the Tim Hortons, if you know what I mean.
1: But all that money still, the franchising fees and everything like that, the the money that they have to pay, it still has to go back to that parent company, which is Wendy's.
2: This even more puritanical view than I am, which was that I think I have to cut this Tim Hortons out of my life for a year. You're saying I've got to cut them all out.
1: Yeah, so. well, I'm not a psycho, so I'm going to continue to go there. But for you, you have to... Listen, you made a very big moral judgment on this. This is you, why
2: I bring this up.
1: Well, then you can't go to any Tim Hortons.
2: See, I think that I can, but I can't Because you want to, to. No, I don't want to go to this. I want to be faithful to the pledge, but also not needlessly uh, sort of aesthetic.
3: What's your, what's your sort of... Connection to Tim Hortons, is it like a Canadiana thing for you, or do you specifically r- like the, the kind of coffee I, th- I think it's right next to his place.
2: <laughs> well, there's a lot of things going on here. First, it's the connection to the place, and then and, and on, and on campus, there's three, so okay. it's the most easy place to get coffee. B, it's the best tasting coffee in Canada, and C, I've grown up my whole life drinking it, so I have a real affinity for it, and... I'm getting annoyed at Starbucks more and more every day. So I, I just don't want to go there and, unless I absolutely have to. So I'm running out of places.
1: Sidebar on Starbucks.
2: Uh, don't worry about it.
1: Tim gives them a fake name every time for yeah. no apparent reason.
2: They don't need to know my name.
3: I've thought about i no No, no, no,
1: no it's because he doesn't want them knowing his name. Okay, I
3: was going to say, I do that sometimes because I get tired of people bungling my name. But I will say, I only care because... Sometimes when it's so bad, I don't understand who they're calling for, but I get people like, their, their name will be something, and like, oh god, they added an E to my name, and it's like, the only reason that's there is so they can identify you and call to you. I don't care how they spelt it, as long as they pronounce it right, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, but the People get so theory, upset, like, they spelt my name wrong.
2: Chains are taking lists of my name not to serve me well, so maybe it's a good thing I
0: am giving them fake names.
1: So why Same is it... one step ahead. Yeah, but you, you just came to this realization about these websites where you're on there as a bad tipper. Why do you do the Starbucks fake name to begin with?
2: Because they don't need to know who I am. Why? I don't What's the know I am. I'm a private citizen. I don't want... I, I'm not like Kramer and Seinfeld, right? I want people to wear name tags and say hello to each other everywhere they go. To be fair,
3: Tim does use his fake alias, Tim Anderson, quite a bit. So we know he has an affinity for fake names.
2: No, yeah. I just come up with a random name when I go in there. I go, i go like Bruce today, or you're... John today, or whatever. I don't care. They like, don't know who I am.
3: You're, you're, you're like Larry in
1: that uh, Incest Survivor episode of Curb when he gets confronted <laughs> by the lady he met at the Incest Survivor. It's like, yeah, uh, sometimes I just call myself Thor. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, I tell people. well, this is the thing because I don't
3: know if there's a Starbucks that you consistently go to enough. But you just said that the people no. at the Tim Hortons by your house know your order by heart. Don't you think if you went to the same Starbucks enough times, they would know that you're giving them weird fake names all the time?
2: I'm not going to a Starbucks nearly as often as I'm going to this Tim Hortons for so them to know my order.
3: I mean, I was a cashier. I can tell you, it takes about three times for you to be there before I know who you are. So, so if you gone to the same the, Starbucks more than three is times, to take
2: up my order as well. I don't know.
1: I know. I go to the same person. There's a Tim Hortons, like, literally 30 seconds away from this seat. Fresh
3: biscuits. And they always wave to you and say, bye. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. They're it's very good for a wave. Uh, coffee, but...
2: That Tim Hortons is actually quite good, I will say.
3: Oh, I've heard varying opinions on this Tim Hortons.
2: I, okay, well, the few times I've had it there, I thought it was very good. I think it's pretty good. Like yeah. you you know, just... I said, when you drink enough coffee, strictly from Tim Hortons, you begin to get a sense of the good ones and the bad ones.
1: See, I, I I, think your claim that Tim Hortons has the best coffee in Canada is somewhat ridiculous. McDonald's using the old Tim Hortons, like, grains or whatever it is. They're, like, formula for
3: making
2: okay, coffee. maybe we have to do a ranking here because, I mean, the show's all about making lists.
3: I don't drink coffee. No, so do I'm, do gonna, do I'm do not going to be really helpful in this conversation. No, about yeah, well,
2: that, fits, that fits. Well
3: I do think coffee's a genius move though. I think Subway just added coffee. Everyone should have coffee. Well it's like it's it's the simplest thing to make It's The the easiest thing to buy in bulk. Why in the name
2: of God but I go to Starbucks to Subway to get my coffee.
3: Well, because here's the thing though breakfast too. Yeah, and coffee's the only thing in the world that like it's basically like selling a drug, except people don't judge you for it like cigarettes. Like I know enough people like ah oh, I can't start my day without coffee at five p.m. I need a coffee to get. I can't. T- for the I rest can't take a
1: shit until I have a coffee. Yeah, it just like, runs it right
3: through. Again, it. it's it's literally like cocaine, but you don't get judged for it. It's great, and it's less expensive than cocaine. A lot less expensive, and easier to find. Yeah, because Subway coffee,
2: has it now. Or McDonald's coffee is good. It's
1: there you go, Tim. Do you have
3: coffee. a Subway closer than a Tim Hortons? Problem they're, solved. You they're get,
1: basically
2: across the the pathway you, from each other.
1: You can get yourself a Subway Club Subway Club card.
2: Well, yesterday when I was out for my walk, uh, I ended up buying one at A&W, which is also next door, because I wasn't sure whether I could still buy from this Tim Hortons anymore.
1: Tim lives in a mini-mall. <laughs> I don't well, yeah. live
2: in a mini-mall. I live near a strip where there's a ton of conveniences and grocery stores, oh, uh, so some of which I can still go to. You and- li-
1: so you live in something that's just like
3: a mini-mall? <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like a mini-mall. <laughs>
2: hey, hey. hey, hey i
3: us try to figure out how right, we're going to Everyone there.
2: knows that commercial. What's that? Everybody knows that commercial.
1: No. no Gary and I were talking they about this before they do. we came on, about what you think that people know and what they don't know. The only reason that you know half the things, it's like when you say movies or like weird obscure skits that you think that everyone has seen, the only reason that you think that people have seen it is because I've shown you, so you know a person who has also seen it, therefore you think that everyone has seen it.
2: Hold on. That, that commercial has been on Family Guy that's been parodied.
1: Okay. People still don't know what it is.
2: It's not like watching some Terrence Malick movie. people have seen this.
3: It's an internet video. Yeah, but like when you put it into the class of one, things that have been parodied on Family guys as if they ever stick to the storyline. Um
2: No, I know, but I'm saying that it's it's not so obscure that no It's one not completely remember. obscure,
3: but like, you know, it's it's obscure in the way like in five years from now, if you ask some like fifteen year old if they know what chocolate rain is, like sure. If you ask anyone now what chocolate yeah. rain was. <laughs>
2: Chocolate, right? I have students who don't know what the heritage minutes are.
3: Oh really? Yeah. Well they haven't played those I don't I haven't seen a heritage minute in a long time.
2: It was very distressing.
3: Anyway, back to coffee for a second.
1: Sure. Tim was talking about how things should be banned. And all of this, because he wants the state to control what you do and what you no, don't do. I, That's I Tim's banned, primary I, 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 stance. Should
2: stop themselves from doing this.
1: I think that people should be banned from putting creamers, milk, and sugar in their coffees. You don't like it? Go buy a Red Bull.
2: I agree. Develop your palate, grow up, and drink real coffee or drink something else. Go drink a Red Bull.
1: You know who won World War II, Garyon, and beat the Nazis? Not people who were taking double-doubles. Black mm-hmm. coffee in the trenches. Yeah, exactly. That's what real the men drink. The
2: ba- at the Battle of Stalingrad, were putting cream and sugar in their coffee? I don't think so. Man, Tim just loves his world of The only War thing they II were putting in their coffee was a little bit of vodka.
1: Do you suggest that people do that, or do you suggest they put in some Baileys?
3: <laughs> call this one close to Baileys. Now there's one that people, like, that's... yeah, That's way out. Right? That, that's, that's out in left for you. Yeah, But yeah, Tim, Tim like would argue, everyone knows right. about old Greg.
2: I think that was a little more obscure, but I do really think people do know about it.
1: No. People do. There are people who do yeah. know about it. Yes.
3: I would say you're you're far more likely to get, you know, someone from England to probably bite on that. I feel like in North America, the presence is probably not overly wide.
2: Well, it is now because we've mentioned it on
0: this show.
1: That would be like saying that people know what the Pat Mayo <laughs> Hour is. They <laughs> no, don't. I think they do. No, they
3: don't.
0: Yeah, well. If that was the case, know.
3: I'd be making millions. We'd have that MasterCard money. <laughs>
2: Did you, this is really off topic, but that's the way this show works. Did you see the photo of Russell Crowe I tweeted yesterday? Oh, I had this written down wrote, on my page. Russell
3: Crowe. Thing. I was like, what is so shocking to you about fat Russell Crowe? He's old. It looks
2: like he ate Ridley Scott.
1: Do you know what a happened gladiator. to Russell Listen, Russell Crowe used to get a lot of exercise when he was <laughs> fighting
3: around the world. I feel like he just got really depressed after Tugga tried to kill himself. Like, and-
2: like only eats at the banquet table now.
3: Well, how old was he when he did that movie? Like, in his 40s?
1: Yeah, no, okay, I looked it up, because Russell Crowe is 53 now.
2: Oh, okay, and he like,
1: looks a lot older than 53. Gladiator came out in 2000, so that was 17 so he was years ago. He was okay. in his mid-30s. in his mid-30s. Yeah. <laughs> 40. <laughs> 38, 39, something
2: like that, yeah. Well... Do, do you know how math works? Well, I'm just trying to, off the top of my head, try to shut up. <laughs> 37.
3: Also, these photos circulate, all like, I, do you remember a couple years back there was Fat Vin Diesel? Yeah, and that was a big listen, thing? Was like, him on like a balcony and, and somewhere a America, and he a in somewhere in South America? He a that
2: terrible movie he was in, uh, the, the Good Guys or whatever. The nice uh, the, guys. Oh, the, we, we, we also yeah. talked about that with Derek,
1: who was switching the show before you got on the line
2: how great that movie is. That, that movie is awful. That is not a good movie. Why? It is so bad in that movie. It brings the whole movie down. He, he, he is so as, bad? It is a very, oh, that's a bad movie. Uh, oh, that's
3: that's such, a bad, such a good movie. That's a bad take.
2: No, it, it's an awful. I would invite you to rewatch that movie.
3: I have, I have well, I've no, rewatched twice. I believe
1: the I, I rewatch is. it anytime it's on. Oh, I, no, I can that, jump in at any point and I'm good to go.
2: That movie stinks to high heavens. I'm sorry. I it's, don't think there's
3: a so, weak link in that movie. Even even the Marvel
2: little girl is awful in that movie. I
0: don't know. There isn't
2: a scene he's in where you're like, oh, I'm enjoying watching this at the moment. Yeah. Like if there were cocktail forks by me, I would gouge out my eyes rather than have to watch that movie again. It's aggressive. My God, it's a bad movie. Well,
1: it's not. It's not an Inuritu film.
2: <laughs> well, at least those are complex and challenging and thoughtful for the most part. No,
1: they're just faux pretentious and they suck in intellectuals like you.
2: Yeah, okay. But Russell Crowe, my point was he was getting pretty hefty when that movie came out. Was it probably a, almost a year ago? Now, yeah,
3: maybe. so if you've already identified so, that, why is this picture so it surprising?
2: Just, it is startling to see him in that condition considering
1: maybe what he looks like. Maybe he's
3: about to do a picture about Dom DeLuise. We don't know.
1: Tim would love that, because Tim loves Dom DeLuise hats.
2: They're not called that. I call them English racing caps, and they're very cool. God.
3: Get your English racing cap, you get your moo-moo. Everything's good. What else do you have?
2: Uh, What else do I have here? I have people yelling. We have this thing from last week where I get real upset at people who use their Wi-Fi at coffee shops.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Why okay. do you get so upset about people who use Wi-Fi well, at story, coffee I mean,
2: shops? The backstory to this story is that there was a report in the news about... The Huey um, Lewis? <laughs> sports. Uh, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> oh, this is it. <laughs>
1: So Tim was reading a report in the news about Wi-Fi and coffee shops. It just said, coffee shops, colon,
0: skizzle me timbers. <laughs> Please, i want to tell my story. <laughs> so, <there's> a, <laughs> <laughs> there was a
2: report in the newspaper about various coffee shops. It almost evolves
3: into his walk when he can't breathe.
2: Various <laughs> coffee <laughs> That are removing Wi-Fi. Now their reasoning <laughs>
1: is—they <to laughs> put LSD in all the drinks. And Tim just had some.
2: Their reasoning is to promote conversation. Now, oh, okay. I don't
3: share so their we're back goal. to this.
2: So I don't share their goal whatsoever. But what I do share is eliminating Wi-Fi at coffee shops because the worst thing you can come across. When you go to a coffee shop, is that guy or that gal with their laptop out, quote-unquote, working or, quote-unquote, writing something while they're at Tim Hortons or Starbucks or whatever place they're going to get their avocado hollowed-out latte these days? That's what and you I, love. You
1: love avocados.
2: That yeah, these Millennials are ruining everything. Also,
1: I used to write my columns at the Starbucks by yeah. my house. It was the only place I, I, have, I could go to I go write.
2: I don't like that. Why? What, what, that. Why, why do they're you care? Or in their homes. That is where writing takes place. Can't write or at the office. You, you, you,
3: how, how are you to dictate where writing takes place? Writing is, is one of the very, very few mediums like in this world see. you can do anywhere.
2: I appreciate it can be done anywhere. I'm saying where it ought to be done. It Why? Why is it done ought it to be done somewhere? Office. Coffee shops are for consuming coffee. They are not your private place to work. You want to go work somewhere that isn't your home or your office? Go to a library where it's quiet. Go work there. See, like the I normal- feel like
3: scamming businesses for all they're worth. Like, if, if, if all it takes for you to get an hour or two of free Wi-Fi is to buy a small coffee, like...
2: it, You know you know what? If the companies want to charge for the Wi-Fi, I can, I guess, live with that. But then no one would there. go there. Good. I don't want people going there and working on their laptops while nursing their coffee for four hours. Is this about, like, the fact that they're taking up seats? Like, are you the person who's trying to sit
3: down in a coffee shop and it's inside of Tim Hortons and just sit and maybe talk to some of the old fogies in your town about their days and such?
2: I mean, my preference would be just get your coffee and leave.
3: So then what do you care?
2: You know what, honestly,
3: you know what this is all leading to? is that you should just go to, like, these small indie coffee shops where there's no place to sit because they're in the hole in a wall. It's not Tim Hortons, so you wouldn't be giving money to the Wendy's Corporation. There's nowhere to sit. They don't have Wi-Fi because they can't afford it. But then you'd have to deal with millennials.
2: It's true Well, this, I mean, this is the great issue. This is why I, this is the problem is I don't share the goal of, the, of increased conversation. Although I don't have a problem with people talking at coffee shops. That does seem to be a very
1: problem to have a conversation. Now, okay, let, let's say that people weren't there writing on their laptops. They bought a nice latte at Starbucks. They sat down and did the crossword in the newspaper.
2: Uh, See, I've got this written down. It better be the crossword, because Sudoku is crossword for dumb people. I agree with that. We've hit that We've covered that
1: before. Uh, Going back,
3: I know uh, Paul Shaughnessy posed this question to you, and I really want to pick back up on the uh, coffee inside an avocado thing. Um, Because you can consume both of of those things, is avocado inside a coffee a sandwich?
2: (laughs) No, because you're not actually consuming the coffee. Is it not just an
3: open-faced avocado coffee sandwich?
2: No. Because you're not consuming the whole thing. The avocado shell is just a cup. It's not okay. like a bread bowl that has soup in it that you eat. which so is, a, sandwich. Is, a,
3: is, a, is a soup in a bread bowl a sandwich?
2: Unquestionably. Unquestionably. But this is not because it's just it's just the rind of an avocado you're going to chuck when you're finished, which are like $3 these days at the store. I went to buy one on Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day it was, and they used to be $1.99, and now they're like Three dollars and sixty nine cents. Yeah, did you, did you run into that
3: bad. same avocado bully from last time?
2: Like no, they, they, they were. Well, the thing is, because now they're so expensive, there were all kinds of them. I still bought one, but it was annoying that to spend that much more money on them.
1: Well, Tim, this is the free market working in action. Last year, more people consumed avocados than avocados that were put into production for the following year, so they had to up the prices so so many people would stop buying because they're running out.
2: I mean, that could be that could very well be the case. That I is guess. true. I believe you. I'm, I, I, I'm guessing you're not making that up, but it's just annoying that overnight it switched from a to three dollars and
1: sixty-nine cents. Well, the grocery stores are being charged more for the avocados; so they have no, to sell No, no, I get
2: why it's happening. I just think it's weird that it happened immediately. It's like not like that gradual gradual time the bananas were going extinct. <laughs> <It's> not like, <laughs> good god! <laughs> it's like the scam that KFC is running these days. Where remember, Tuny Tuesday used to be two pieces that used to be a meal for two dollars. Yeah. Now it's three dollars and sixty-nine cents. But at yeah, least they had the common sense nice. to gradually wean you into it to where you don't feel like 369 is that much. But, you know, it, it jumped quite a bit in like 10
3: years. You know what the big problem is, too, is that Tim no longer has a competing fried chicken franchise if KFC pisses him off too much because Popeyes is owned by the conglomerate that owns Wendy's and Tim Hortons. There
0: are
2: no Popeyes near me anyway. Uh,
3: that's a sad life. I, I thought that K- Wendy's owned KFC. Does Wendy's own KFC? Yeah, I thought so. Well, the No, young I, think, corporation I think KFC, KFC is like, like Taco B- it's, it's KFC, Taco Bell, and uh, Wendy's Pizza Hut. That's, 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 yeah. yeah. that's right.
1: Good call. And Popeyes is owned by the Wendy's Corporation? Yeah,
3: because Tim Hortons just bought Popeyes.
1: It's owned by Dave Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> Tim, spokesperson for Dave Thomas? Yeah. All right, do you have anything else?
2: Uh, what else do I have here? I have that problem with liquor rankings. Yeah, well, I yeah, have...
1: I, I, I saw you put this out with your liquor ranking. so please enlighten us.
2: Yeah, well this is of course by no means my creation. Frequently, you know, being a a bon vivant on Twitter, I frequently see what the people are talking about, what's trending, what's interesting, and I noticed that on was it Tuesday, I suppose it was, or Monday, uh, one of the things that was flying around the the Twitter were people who were ranking uh ranking alcohol. So I figured, well,
3: i thought thoughts on specific this. Specific to I brands or be just better alcohol whatever in these general.
2: people think. What would you say? Sorry.
3: Are we are we talking specific brands of alcohol or just no, no, types no, no. of the alcohol types in general?
2: Of, types of alcohol. Okay. And so, you know, I spent three seconds deciding. Well, it's got to go scotch, and then I realized. Well, but you know, if if you just say you like scotch, you're, you're just you know you're, you're you're a pleb. You either like single malt or you like blend scotch. You know, there's a big difference. So I figured, you know, show a little bit of class and say, okay, I prefer single malt, then blended, then I prefer rye whiskey. Irish whiskey, and then I figured bourbon's excellent, so that needs to be five, which means I left some really good liquors on the table because uh, I really enjoy, you know, various other things. But I just. Knew that vodka had to be dead last, because that's the drink of 18-year-old children. And I knew that single malt scotch had to be first, because that's the best alcohol that the good lord ever created. And then the rest of the ranking was just sort of fitting them in between.
1: You know what your list sounds like? Someone who's super pretentious about liquor who doesn't even drink.
3: Plus, I feel like there's multiple ways to go about it. Like, I feel like, I don't like vodka personally, but I feel like you could almost put something higher on the list because of its versatility. So vodka and rum and, and things of that nature would be much higher, gin.
2: Rum is fine. I, I, I don't mind rum I'm, I'm a brand person I only like Appleton Estates the states rum I
1: don't they drink rum, rum don't, anymore don't it angers up the blood too much <laughs> I don't drink it I know much. a lot of people who can't you know drink like A2, Sailor Jerry's
3: because it makes them too angry
1: I, I haven't been in a fist fight since I stopped drinking rum so yeah
2: like, r- rum's alright I drink it at Christmas time with an eggnog or something although I prefer brandy in my eggnog personally but rum's okay <laughs>
1: brandy in my eggnog
2: brandy's not Tim thinks he's a madman just <laughs> it. it's just as expensive as rum is you talking about,
1: about? You brandy.
2: listen to you. It's actually really good. And the same with, like, you know, gin is fine.
3: I, I like that you don't have beer anywhere on this list. Well, I'm saying, are we talking liquors or, like, like, all beer. alcohol? Because, yeah, I feel like just all wine beer. or beer
1: like would beer. be relatively beer high. Beer
2: would make the top ten. Listen, all liquor like, is the same.
1: What gets you blackout quickest is yeah, the so best see, type of liquor. Yeah, this is
2: exactly the problem, is that people like you are not drinking alcohol to appreciate it you, flavor. You mean, you mean like,
3: alcoholics?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when I and I don't drink very often, but when I do, unless I'm out with friends, or yeah, something. you're spending
3: all your
1: money on single malt. And when we reverse engineer this entire show, Roger Moore is an iconic movie actor because he acted in so many Bonds, so he has to have a lot of credit. You get no credit because you didn't mention. Don't drink that much. I what, don't do drink you, a whole what do lot. you? know?
2: But you know, right are you now, drinking every night, cupboard,
0: pal?
2: Right now in my cupboard, I have a, a bottle of Johnny Walker Black, which is excellent. Like that's that's, that's great. That's, I drink that because I thoroughly enjoy its flavor, and I have a sophisticated enough palate to be able to appreciate the subtleties in scotches.
3: Fair. That's why they're ahead? I work at the Fantasy Sports Network, so I drink Pabst because it's two dollars. Yeah,
1: I, right. I, I just drink wine. Yeah. Wine is okay. I'm, I'm, sta- I'm starting
3: to get there. I was
1: never a wine person. No, eventually wine. you get to the certain age where yeah, hey, red wine's fine. Red wine, not not super fattening. It's
2: great. Well, that's nice. Still, one of the reasons you're concerned why... about the, the the caloric value of wine. I am. Uh, you're, you're, then that is misplaced attention that I, should
1: be I, I am concerned dropped
3: you. ketchup for sriracha because of the caloric value yeah, well, and that's the flavor he but doesn't
0: know what he's doing. This is a What do you mean I don't know what trait? I'm doing
1: clearly I do I'm not the one who's going to suffer a massive heart attack in 3 years
0: Yes Well because, he's not
1: because
3: he's going to stop yes, eating fried chicken for lunch on switch. Tuesdays because it's 369
2: <laughs> Yeah because it's your your decision to switch from catch-up to Sriracha, that has, been, that has made all the difference. It is
1: indicative These. of the series of decisions oh, yes, that I yes, have okay. made to cut down on my caloric yes, intake please, to, to make sure that my heart remains pumping.
2: Yes, because you have... Okay. Because you, every decision you have made in the last few years has been you know, indicative to good heart health, right?
1: Generally speaking,
2: yes. Really? Do, you, do we really want to play this game? Does I mean,
1: I, I quit smoking until I
3: couldn't anymore.
2: Okay, well...
3: <laughs> Which some would argue... I guess long-term does help your heart, but in the short term and it does not help your no, heart. No, I gained like 30 pounds. <laughs> well, not
2: because you replaced it with eating.
3: No, the, when no you, your heart slows down Yeah, and you, you gain weight. And when you
1: quit smoking, your metabolism changes. All the Your entire inside is so used to taking in carcinogens and everything that's in cigarettes. that You're, you're your telling bo- this to me? Yeah, your body needs to adapt as soon as you quit. And then it just, one of the reasons. times I've tried
2: it's, to quit. I didn't replace it with eating. I would just chew on straws. I would, that's what I would, that's what I do.
1: So you're just some mental person.
0: Not a mental Going person.
1: Going around chewing on straws. Hey, you gotta a dr- Hey, Tim, you doing. got a drink with that? No, I just
3: like straws. <laughs> Tim, were you the kind of person who like, you know the little tiny rubber, the rubber bandy thingy on water bottles that separates the cap from the rest oh, of the bottle? Oh, I bottom?
2: had to rip those off right away. Yeah, I do. It drive me nuts.
3: <laughs> do you they chew on them though?
2: Insane. What?
3: Do you chew on them though?
2: No, no, I rip them off and throw them away. Oh, very nice. drive me nuts!
1: And I feel like your liquor ranks list is not very indicative of the common man <laughs> who you say that you are, you know, the Tribune of.
2: I uh, explain. Tell me why enjoying alcohol that's available at any liquor store is not indicative of what common people enjoy. Tell
1: me, people aren't just sitting around drinking single malts. They aren't.
2: Not everybody, but I think most most of the common men would appreciate, even though they don't drink it a whole lot, that it is a superior form of alcohol.
1: Rum is more of a people's liquor.
2: It's more popular, but I don't think that means that people think it's better.
3: Well, again, it it all comes, this is like an MVP debate. It all comes down to what you're classifying this list as. Is it a ranking of the, do you determine liquor value through versatility and affordability, or do you determine it through like, yes, maybe single malt is the best of the alcohols when you've bought it enough to acquire a taste for it, but uh. do I don't
2: really like it. Which is, which is my position. I, I thoroughly enjoy its flavor more than any other thing. Fair. Although blend scotch is, to me, a, a relatively close second. I thoroughly enjoy that, too.
3: I do like how you call people who just say scotch plebes, but then you put the types of scotch one and two on your list.
2: Yeah, because those are the types of scotch that I like and in that order. Who drinks
3: liquor just to
1: see how it tastes? Most yeah, it's not people. the point. Liquor tastes bad Most for a reason. Most people. No, they don't.
2: Most people take it to get, get drunk. drunk. No, they just come home after work and have a beer just to have one. They don't have to have. Nah, blood. I've never been that person. N-
1: n- n- there are very few people that come home after work and have a uh, beer. They I usually did. have all the beer in the house.
2: Whenever I buy a case of beer in my and put it in my fridge, but you I just, just said you like don't like really one drink. A, uh, one a day. One a day.
1: Those see, would be I don't gone. Even see, I don't even see the point. Gone. Yeah,
3: neither do I. Like I, I have reached a point in my life where, and and through just discovery of like different types of beer, because when you're in high school, you don't realize beer tastes different. It just because Canadian and Keith's. And Coors don't really taste all that different, but you can afford them. So yeah, that's sure. Right. If I find like a nice IPA or something, I can maybe have one of those. Craft beer
2: out. Get your fucking oh, yeah, craft well, that's beer out. Of I here. do not like that. To me, is is, is the uh, antithesis of. The if humanity. you're enjoying beer various, based on flavor, why would you hate beer. craft
3: beer? I, I don't. Because I look, hate when I'm that. looking to get drunk, I'm not drinking craft beer.
2: It's the people who like craft beer. You know it because they let you know within the first ten seconds of your conversation that they're fans of craft. Well, beer. we're in
3: fifty-six, fifty-one. Two of our conversation.
2: I was obviously being hyperbolic.
3: Well, I was being hyper specific.
2: <laughs> okay, well, you win.
3: All right, <laughs> big winner! Hey, you're the big winner you know, here.
2: But, so I've you know come out and given my ranks on booze. You haven't even suggested any. You've just said, I suggested oh, I like many. Type. Oh, I like that type.
3: I said I said that probably if I was doing my list and I would do it upon versatility and affordability, I think mine would be very obvious. It would be beer, then wine, then rum, then gin, and then even though I don't like it. Vodka, because it's in everything. It doesn't really taste like anything, so it mixes vodka with everything.
2: is is the, is the nut low alcohol.
1: I don't it's mind vodka. You can, I, I can drink a vodka and water.
2: It's the sort of thing that a 19-year-old brings to his first party, or a 19-year-old girl brings to her first party just to get wasted on.
3: So here's, here's the strange thing. You hate craft beer, and you seem to hate the people who drink craft beer, but you're the same person who... Hates on people's choices of alcohol because oh, I used to drink that when I was nineteen. So you're in this. He didn't weird... drink anything
1: when he was nineteen. He barely drinks anything now. And when you're, by the time you're nineteen, you've moved on to the stronger liquors. When you're drinking like vodka, you're like fourteen. Let's let's be real here.
2: Well, that was not my experience. Well, shocking! Your
1: experience doesn't match up with anyone else's.
2: Oh, well, no one's experienced e- matches. E- Eating by yourself in no.
1: diners, being on a bad-tipping website. Oh, I'm
2: a fan of diners. I, there, there's no good diners near me, or I would go to a diner every well, day Well, I din- would
3: say that diners are more... They serve your purposes better because a diner, you get to, one, it's more individualistic because, like, it's a trucker place and that kind totally of Totally agree.
1: And then you can tell them that there's nothing finer than eating in <laughs> their <laughs> diner. But
3: also you can sit, you get to sit at the <laughs> table right in front of the staff so that you're never too far away from the waitresses and stuff. And city, yeah, well, I, when I go and to
2: diners, there's one in the city I've been to a couple of times. I like to go right to the counter. I like to be at the counter.
3: Yeah and, well, yeah.
1: and people don't discriminate against you by being at yourself at a diner.
3: Exactly. And no, that's
1: why it, they it, point you in the direction calm, yeah. of
3: the waitress because she sits there and, like, Tells you her tales and such. I assume all diners are in the South (laughs) because I want them to be. But, uh, yeah, no. Diners are for you, Tim. There you go. I agree. All right. So I have some guest
1: topics here. Um, Shout out to John in China, China Club John, our friend, so he, he makes football drafts very difficult. He does. It's always really weird time wise. You know oh.
2: what? He is not the one that makes. It's our drafts. true. He is not the most That's difficult. Certainly fair.
1: Just despite the fact that he is a complete day off, like eighteen hours off from where we are.
2: Yeah. John is almost never the problem. There are other individuals who who needlessly cause problems.
1: That's true. All right. So how yeah, about how about this one? He says, "How about the price of a pair of Yeezys and how Kanye West probably loves Asians because they will pay anything for his shoes."
2: How do you spell Yeezys? How Take you, a guess. How do you
1: think you spell it?
2: I don't know.
3: Just guess. Guess.
2: Y e s s i e s.
3: No. Do you know? Okay. Well, I guess we gave it. A, we we buried the lead there, but I, I can't really ask you what Yeezys are associated with because we said Kanye West.
2: Kanye. But... Well, I know. I know who Yeezys is.
3: John says these are very popular where he
1: lives in China.
2: Looking at some photos of them now. Oh my God.
1: But he says that everyone just wears the cheap copies that are like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. In the
2: These up. are god awful, ugly.
3: Would you rather wear those or uh, the Lonzo Ball shoes?
0: I don't
2: even think the Lonzo Ball shoes look that bad.
3: Yeah, they're just super expensive.
2: I just think that LeVar Ball is too
3: Although, expensive. if you like it's the Lonzo Ball shoes, they're, they're the malt liquor of shoes.
2: Oh, are
0: they? Explain that to me. No,
3: they're not, not, so they're, expensive. No, they're not
2: the malt liquor.
3: Oh, sorry. They're yeah. the opposite of malt Sorry, liquor. they're the single malt of shoes. The, the, I st- the,
1: the Starberries are the malt liquor of shoes. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is say, true. What,
3: what's the culture of shoes? They should really not shoes. put Starberries in, in, like, boxes. They should just give them to you in brown paper bags.
2: <laughs>
3: All right, well, ha- how about this
1: one? He says that he wants Tim to speak about Trump's ties to Russia because he thinks that would be funny to hear Tim talk about it.
2: I, mean, I, I can do that. Yep. I'm. Let's hear it. I don't think Trump himself probably has any actual ties. What I think is probably the case is that various people who work under him have some pseudo or clear connective ties and that they've just been deceiving Trump. And Trump's pretty relatively easy to deceive. So he doesn't know what's going on and had no idea what was going on underneath him. So people were sort of just acting sort of clandestinely behind the scenes. And that's why he's so angry about it, because he didn't know it was going to happen, and he didn't know what was happening, and he's annoyed that people are saying, oh, well, this somehow delegitimizes uh, his election, because people under him may have been engaged in some underhanded politics, because, of course, the Clintons would never engage.
3: Why does
1: it? Why did the Clintons have to be any part of this?
2: Because that's against whom they ran.
1: Yeah, but that, That's has, that has, has nothing to do with Trump this specifically, yeah.
2: I don't think he actually personally Quit defending him. Quit, quit uh,
1: and stop boys. defending
3: Trump by using Trump tactics. Just bringing right? up Hillary all the time.
2: Well, but I mean, it's not like doing it randomly. I'm saying, you know... You, you are, because you, you, you baked it into every argument
1: you have. Also,
3: I don't think Trump would ever be upset about the sanctity of his election when it's not as if he, you know, constantly brings up the fact that he won the election.
2: Well, I mean, you know why he has to do that? It's because he's got con- no other try try accomplishments. <laughs> I think it's because people are constantly trying to delegitimize him as a president because they're annoyed that they couldn't beat him at the ballot box, and now they've got to try to beat him in the press.
1: So, as uh, and
2: listen, I'm no fan. You know, I'm not. I'm not a fan.
1: You're of the Trump, biggest
0: fan, the biggest. I'm not.
2: You know, I've been an open critic of him. I always said in the primaries, he was the 17th option for me. The 17. Uh, I've, I've been long been a pretty skeptical person.
3: No, no, Just, no, 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 you know, no, 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 no. no, This is very revisionist this is, history. This is. This is. I'm trying to think Just, who's a who's a quarterback who's not Tom more. Brady that Tim hates. Cam Newton. Okay, if if Cam Newton were to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, you would have to secretly, at the very least, love Cam Newton because he beat Tom Brady.
0: So in the same sense,
3: you have to love Donald Trump because he beat Hillary Clinton.
2: Uh, You know what? I think that is an excellent analogy. And I think that adequately reflects uh, my feeling about it. So no, I mean, I understand a lot of this Russia stuff, right, is built up by the left-wing media, in an effort to try to delegitimize a Republican being president. I That's believe what really bothers fake most of these news. People. No, what bothers most of these people is that it isn't a Democrat anymore in power because Barack Obama single handedly devastated that entire party. And so because they have no actual power anymore, they're using some what are probably some legitimate connections between like Paul Manafort or Carter Page or some other scandalous individuals, maybe Roger Stone with russia your boy uh,
1: roger stone he, you love roger stone
2: he's a very fascinating character it doesn't mean i don't think he's to be very uh you, that one shouldn't be very skeptical of him i just think and i think it's fair to say that those people probably are sort of embroiled in various issues with the russians maybe they're not even illegal but it's certainly an embroilio whereas i don't think trump himself is quite machiavellian enough to do that he reminds me remember when Mr. Byrne says to Smithers, I don't think Mr. Simpson is the brilliant tactician we thought he was. <laughs> yes. In a lot of ways, I think that's what's going on here. And so I think you're reading into this stuff, or maybe people are, I think they are, reading into Trump. I mean, on the one hand, they say he's a dolt and a fool, blah, blah, blah. On the other hand, he said he masterminded us, a plot with Russia, to bring down the poor, innocent Clintons who have never done anything wrong in their lives. And so... You know, I just don't... All I know know.
3: is he said imbroglio, and all I thought was, it's a me,
0: imbroglio! (laughs) A racist imbroglio!
2: I'm I'm no Trump defender, but I'm just a little more open-minded than some of the rabid press are about him.
1: So when you say that the left-wing media is trying to bring down Trump and do all this and delegitimize him, you had no problem when Donald Trump was out there saying that Barack Obama wasn't from America.
2: Yes, I did. I said at the time that that was stupid. Yeah, you said stupid. He's definitely not from America. Pardon me?
1: You said he's definitely not from America. There should be no debate no, about it.
2: I said no. Where's special. the
1: birth certificate, Tim?
2: I never, I never once gave any credence to that type of... Con- you know me. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. And I had no time for Trump. I mean, this is one of the reasons that Trump's a bad person. is because he was allowing people like Roger Stone to, to move him in that Infowars direction. That was deplorable of him. But
1: they you love Infowars. You're essentially Alex
3: Jones.
2: I am not Alex Jones. That guy is a disgusting human being, too.
3: Someone tweeted out yesterday. Oh, is it the, the before and after picture yeah. thing? Yeah, <laughs> I saw was that me. today too. I tweeted out. Was that it was... you? That
2: was great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> take take my new the... supplement. This Here's my before and after. Or... Now I'm just real <laughs> red. And he, what he's not read from is the embarrassment of making up stories about Sandy Hook. Which is what he, what he should be embarrassed Oh, about. yeah. That's terrible that's, human that's, I don't think bad. that
1: guy gets embarrassed
3: about much. Yeah.
2: No, I don't think he does, which is why he and the president get along. There's not a lot of shame when you can. He's just not a very shame. Trump yesterday was telling Emmanuel Macron, "You were my guy all along in the election,"
1: which was not true.
2: Well, I mean, of course it wasn't true. He <laughs> wasn't openly supporting Marine Le Pen. Yeah, he but, was.
1: He was the penis mightier.
2: But he was certainly playing footsie with Madame Le Pen. Certainly, and uh, so to say to Macron, well, like, I mean, you know, if,
1: for for her sake, you better hope it was just footsie.
3: Well, to be fair, he's not getting any at home. I mean, she he won't he even hold his hand.
2: I have watched that like this is a Bruder film.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> so it,
3: funny. It
2: it occurs to me that that has to be a hand slap.
1: Okay, so what what is what was the single best like image of, of Trump's trip to the Middle oh, East? Oh, 100% Europe? the what, glowing orb. Was it the glowing orb? Was it the hand slap away? Or was it Pope your enthusiasm?
2: Well, I think we could also put the shove the Danish prime minister Oh,
0: oh yeah, 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 that's, that's pretty good. Too.
3: Oh, that was that's... really good. But I feel like the orb and just how mad I was that I saw it, like even seven minutes after everyone else did, and I knew the Space Jam joke was already gone.
2: Or was... people were like... Uh, photoshopping in Saruman next to him <laughs> yeah. and it didn't
3: even look weird I, so one of the things it was, it, was, it was that people would photoshop in Saruman and then go this doesn't even look that I out also of place I don't
2: understand what the orb is yet <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. I think <laughs> it was but a, I've been I, looking it's like I, what, what's the deal with this
1: orb I, I, from my understanding I didn't read too much into it I thought it was like a globe that was like illuminated and they were all touching it because they, you know, they want peace across the world
2: or something is that what that's supposed I to think, I think
1: I think so maybe
2: it's so weird and just so bizarre. And listen. How bizarre? I, I, you know, listen, I have criticized the previous president for his various foibles, like saluting a, a military man with a coffee in his hand. And, and
1: like that time you were really upset he used Dejon Mustard. Yeah, Although you yeah, love Dejon Mustard.
2: I op- openly mocked him for putting Dijon mustard on his hamburger. Yeah, so, I mean, I will, you know, turn about his fair play. I'll criticize the president, the current president, for doing foolish things internationally. You, well, you rank
1: Dijon mustard number one in your condiment rankings, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but
2: you don't put it on your hamburger at McDonald's. That just shows you, again, the patrician nature of the president. Can we all just agree he's that— no, He's
1: no single malt Tim, tribute of the yeah. people.
2: I'm, I'm, I don't think
1: Can we all Obama just agree, though,
3: that if Trump were to get an NBA player's powers from the glowing orb, he would be the Sean Bradley <laughs> Look at of Trump's that group? Menu.
2: You don't think that's a man of the people? Who? The, the president's menu for the things he wanted at uh, his hotel room? That wasn't a real menu. Well, Marenzi and Cam did a whole show about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
1: they thought it was real. Yeah. I mean, well, fr- it frankly, ridiculous. it reminded me of basically your diet.
2: No, no, there's a lot more vegetables and fruit in my diet.
1: Well, there was, there was an equal amount of hungry man dinners.
2: I did appreciate there were hungry men in there. But again, there's probably good reasons for that.
1: W- what you would know. be the good reason? He, has a, he, he has a 24-hour on-staff chef. Why does he not need a,
2: a, Not in Saudi Arabia, he does.
1: I'm sure there is a chef that travels around with the president.
2: Well, maybe he just feels safer eating packaged and sealed food.
1: <laughs> there's,
3: there's a I lot of people out to get him. <laughs> I guess so.
2: But you asked me what he Yeah, I think he, it's either the orb or I think the shove.
3: The, the shove, shove is paint. really good. And it's it's, it's great. not just the shove. It's the,
2: just shove the shove and the exactly. shoot, I mean, adjust. Yeah, shoot
1: adjust. Yeah, I'm in front.
2: <laughs> Again, he's got to be so imperial. That's the thing about him. He's just, <laughs> he just has that, that strut. You know, there's a, there's a lot of testosterone there, for good or for ill. And it's crazy because he's 70, so
3: maybe yeah. he's getting those, like, but that's the person who he never drinks He's taking whatever smokes. supplement Alex Jones is, getting all jacked and red. <laughs>
2: but if you go spend your whole life and you never drink and you never smoke, then you probably are healthier than most 70-year-olds at that, you know, the same age. Potentially. The same era.
1: But I mean, to go back to it, I don't know how strong his heart is with the meals that he eats. He eats fast food like three times a day.
2: Well, and of course the media have to take shots at the poor man by saying that he takes an extra scoop of ice cream, right? Yeah, he shouldn't be eating ice cream. He's the president. He needs to be alert. Well, some, somebody's staying warm in the bullpen.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. We, we talked about that last time.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. That there, was one
1: of the better photoshops of the year, too. There was, okay, so out of all the images, I think my favorite one was terrified Steve
3: Bannon around all the Arab people. <laughs>
2: that was good. When they're all dancing around with their swords. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, even just the video of Trump doing the sword dance is fantastic. <laughs> that was great.
2: You could tell that Pope Francis felt very awkward during their meeting. Yeah, you want to talk yeah. about two human beings are like who are nothing alike.
1: Well, I mean, Pope Francis isn't his point of view on half the stuff goes in conflict with the Catholic Church.
2: Uh, in some ways, yes, but just like the way they live their lives are very different.
1: Really, Donald Trump and the Pope?
0: Yeah, they're living like, two not, completely it's not just separate sort of I don't like, know. Until
1: that moment, I'd never seen him in the same room. I mean, I just think. about, when I think about Pope and how popes act, I just think about him on Twitter all day,
2: taking shots at people. Really. No, no, but th- you're misrepresenting my point. Most popes. Like the previous pope, lived very magisterially, lived in the papal apartments, lived a very luxurious life as pope. This pope doesn't. Who, who, Hit, Hitler,
1: Hitler Youth, last pope?
2: He's only that because he had to. He was a child. We're not going to even get into that. He lived a very lavish life, as most popes do. If you've seen that HBO show, The New Pope, that's, or The Young Pope, sorry, that's a relatively accurate reflection of the way Benedict lived. But well, you well, tie that, that back
1: in, and we were talking about The Wire, we were talking about Sopranos, yeah. maybe that's not actually how the Pope lives.
2: I think um, I, they brought in experts to help inform them for do, that show. Do you think
1: that Pope Benedict smoked as many cigs as young Pope?
2: Uh, I doubt it. But of course, like everything in this world, anytime a TV show in the, in the modern era has somebody smoking, they have to die from it, right? That, yeah. That's the law. You know, the young Pope has to have a heart attack from it. Uh, you, no, one, no one's allowed to just smoke and it just be a part of their persona. It has to hurt them in some way.
1: Well, this brings us to the next John topic. He wants to know what are the benefits of harsh cigs versus light cigs.
2: Well, it's like the difference between regular beer and light beer, right? If you're going to smoke, you should have a cigarette that actually tastes like tobacco, and you should be able to enjoy the full flavor experience of it. If you're going to do something that's not good for you, uh, no half measures. You might as well go the whole way in. Instead of enjoying something lighter, be a man and smoke if you're going to smoke and enjoy the full flavor.
3: I don't know. I can't relate to this specific sentiment, but I do like the whole if you're going to do something unhealthy, just go all in. Like when they started taking the trans fats at a KFC, like why?
2: Yeah, well, this is – oh, don't even get me started.
3: We I, we've had this conversation before, but it is yeah, but it it just in the mad. sense of I'm going to KFC. I know what I'm doing. I'm yeah, basically buy, like, signing a legal plays. contract right now, stipulating that I know the health risks involved in going to KFC. Let me eat the best kind of KFC I can.
2: Yeah, or like I said, going to ba- get buying a bag of baked lays. Like get over yourself. They're Either not good. Don't eat chips yeah, or good. eat regular potato chips.
3: Oh, yeah, you can find some. How do
0: Tim? No. How do you feel? You can. You
3: can find some. Not baked lays, They're no good, but there are Cris- some. Crispers are, are good. Yeah, I like crispers. And they're baked. Um, Tim, how do you feel about any sort of potato chip flavor that deviates from, like, the original six or seven?
2: I don't like all those newfangled flavors. I agree. I don't care for them. I've, and I've tried them. Like, I've tried to be open-minded about them and try them because maybe they are good. But I can't remember the last modern contemporary flavor. That I thought was worth ever having a second bag of.
0: Oh, I tried those s- marinara
2: s- and mozzarella s- su- stick. Oh, Doritos up? are different. Sweet chili, so heat Doritos top, are, are so top now.
3: I think Doritos are different because they are a millennial chip. Oh,
2: oh, totally. They're totally a millennial chip, and they're corn chips. They're not even regular chips, right? They're yeah. Hard to say. I mean, there may be new Doritos that 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 is different. But yeah, other than like the, the salted regular five or six flavors of chips. There's just no, just no there's where no. Where do you reason. draw the
3: line? Like, are, do you go to all dressed and smoky bacon, or is that too far for you too?
2: No, no, those are fine. Those are old okay. time flavors. Those mm. have been around for for decades.
3: Well, they've been around forever, so they gotta be
2: good. Well, you know what? Yes, that actually is right. Well,
1: All,
3: all dressed is been only around Canadian, for a though.
2: long time on the is marketplace. Really? Yeah, there's ketchup chips. People like yeah. it. They buy it. Yeah. It See, wouldn't be there. if People didn't. They wouldn't make all dressed chips or smoky bacon chips or whatever if nobody bought them. If nobody, then, then why them.
1: are they coming up with new flavors of these old ones? Because they just also working out want to so
2: try well. and, and integrate new flavors in because maybe those will catch on too. Obviously, the first potato chip wasn't an all dressed chip. They had to introduce that flavor, so they have to introduce new flavors. Well, too products. new, they don't me. like it. But I just, I don't personally care. I'm not telling them that they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that they're no good, and I shouldn't. I, I don't have to stand here and praise something. I don't think it's any good.
1: Final thing, someone asked you on Twitter, I have it down here, Tim, um, can you please uh, choose between these movies of which are the best? Oh yeah, okay. Being John Malkovich, Fight Club, Eraserhead, The Big Lebowski, Dr. Strangelove, Mulholland Drive, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Pulp Fiction, and The Truman Show. You responded, I'd have to think about it for a bit, but Strangelove comes in first and anyone who disagrees is wrong. So why did you give your answer if you had to think about it a bit and then claim that anyone who would disagree with you about something that you need to think about well, is wrong? The, what he
2: was asking, okay, well, what he was asking for was a rank of all those movies. And I'm not sure how I would rank every one of those movies. I, I would have to think it through. But Dr. Strangelove is, without a, with, with a bullet, is the best movie on that list. There's, no, there's really no comparison. And I would say that of the movies that are there, probably Eraserhead is the worst. After that...
1: You know, ha, have you seen all movie. of these movies? Pardon me? Have you seen all of these movies?
2: Yes. I think I've seen... No, no I don't think... I, I know I've seen every one of these movies.
1: Okay. And I, I mean, listen, I'm in the camp of Doctor Strange Love 2. it's one of my top three favorite movies ever. Yeah, it's a great movie. But I think you can dispute it, the quality of Yeah, movie if you don't know with, what you're
2: talking about, you can dispute. Sure.
1: I think... I, I
3: would say if there's anyone that has... You could
1: put... Put it this way. Pulp Fiction's I, up there. But you could put Pulp Fiction up against it. You could easily put Holland Drive up against it. Oh,
2: no, you can't. Sorry, Drive* Drive's a good movie. and Drive Dr. uh, already noted not as
1: the best movie of this millennium? Yeah, yeah that's terrible, though. Thank, thank, thanks thanks, for playing. Dr.
2: Love* is objectively a it, better movie in every sense of the word. I,
1: I agree that Dr. Strangelove is a better movie. I think you can have that argument, because and Drive is also an excellent movie, so is *Paul Fiction, and some people love 2001 if they want to have their Kubrick. That's a,
2: that's a very good movie. I won't argue I feel like
1: filmmakers appreciate
3: that movie more than the general public appreciates 2001? Movie. Yeah. yeah. I like, I remember my first day I, I of... don't love it. Yeah, my first day of film class, it was like, well, let's watch 2001 A Space Odyssey.
2: Well, this, okay. here's the secret thing about Kubrick movies is that the public don't like them. Film critics like them because they can appreciate all the very intelligent and you know beautiful things that he's doing with film and story. But the average person don't like his movies. Eyes Wide Shut is not a movie that the average person could enjoy. Well, it's not a very really In a lot of ways, movie. it's not a very good I movie. I love
3: Eyes it's Wide a great, Shot. It's a great movie.
2: It's a, it's a great movie. It's not a good movie. You know what I mean? I can make that distinction. What's like,
3: What would we say is the most overrated movie of this list, though? Uh,
1: weirdly enough, Fight Club is... I love Fight I, Club. I, I would agree. But Fight Club has now yeah. become the most overrated movie. Yeah, I list. felt
2: the same way. I like lo- I and
1: I every- love Fight Club. Do you but,
2: feel like some agree, of that comes into... Like, do you have a- to
3: factor in rewatchability
1: into a movie? Well, I mean, I think Fight Club actually kind of gets better... The, a few times you watch it after the I guess the first you, can, time. you can
3: look for the little Brad Pitt snippets. It is, and stuff, but oh, but
1: here's a quick tip to anyone. How are people
3: ranking
2: Cabin in the Woods? Like, that movie was
1: okay. Oh, yeah, Cabin in the Woods rules.
2: That's a really it was an movie. okay movie. I would, you know, if I'm grading it, I'd give it a B plus.
1: Okay. Like, I like it more than I like The Truman Show. Truman Show's fine. Yeah,
2: that, you know what? That That's a good point. And I don't, I, but but I don't, I don't feel like that. anyone
3: overrates The Truman
1: Show. I also don't love Eraserhead.
3: No, I don't. Yeah. I, I that didn't that didn't is objectively that, the worst that's movie. That's why it would be last
2: for me. I didn't care
1: for it. At all. In, in terms of the David Lynch pantheon of movies, that would be near the bottom. I mean, it's above Dune, but you know, I prefer Lost is Highway. It? I prefer Blue Velvet. I much prefer Mulholland Drive. That is his best movie. I, I like The Straight Story more than I like Eraserhead.
3: Is Big Lebowski overrated?
1: Yeah, no. yeah, it is. Is it? No, is it it's because it's I, been, and it's and
3: it's been chopped into memes at this point? Yeah, I feel just, like that's hurt it. It's
1: become way too it. it that's why Spinal Tap continues to live on as a great cult movie because it never got overexposed. Big Lebowski yeah. has seeped into internet culture enough where people who would have never stumbled across the movie or enjoyed it for what it
3: was. So now it's such expectations of it. Yes. Yeah. And now and, like and, and, now, opinion, and now, and now,
1: but and now people talk about it like it's the best Coen Brothers movie. I like The Big Lebowski; it's one of my favorite Coen Brothers movie. But it's yeah. it's definitely yeah, not but the also, best. Also,
2: to be fair, you don't like the Coen Brothers, so you're not. That's not saying much. What are you talking about? You don't really like the Coens.
1: I do like the Coens. You don't. I do.
2: Like, I really in, like. F- the in Coen. fact,
1: I've seen all their movies. You haven't.
2: I've seen almost all of their movies.
1: So what's their best movie?
2: Having seen all their movies is not a a marker of liking. Why? They've
1: been around forever. I've seen more of them, so clearly I'm better at it.
2: I think that is... I I never said anything like that, and no one would ever agree with that.
1: Blood Simple is their best movie.
2: That's not even close to true. We that, don't that, to, that, that, even that know is what true. their best movie is. No, it's not No
1: Country for All Men. It's a very it is. good movie. It, it it's just not. It's so clear. Just because you like
2: it doesn't make it their <laughs> not best. Just me. It's also, by and away, their most acclaimed movie.
1: Sure. But, I mean, actually, you know what? If you went back and looked at like the reviews for Blood Simple, I would say it would be close.
2: And was that nominated for any Oscars? No, it wasn't. But it was also, it, it was, it was that, also
1: an independent sure. movie. Just because no. one has a bigger budget doesn't make it oh, better. Because if Tim. there's
2: one thing the Oscars doesn't do, it's reward weird independent movies. They didn't. They didn't not, in
1: 1990. Not for best picture. Or 1986. When was the last the independent film that a Best, one best, best this Picture? This year with oh, Twelve like, yeah. people saw. What are you talking about? I turned. I yeah, turned I, off you, the Oscars. You Oscar understand from... that this is a new thing, right?
2: But, I mean, that movie is "New Country" is 10 years old.
1: Yeah, "New Country" was also a high budget studio movie.
2: Was that high budget? Yeah. I don't think they spent that much money
1: on us. I'd say it was like a 50 to $80 million film.
2: Eh,
1: I don't find the money amount. It seems like $25 Anyway, it's not an independent movie made on no budget. And those movies are starting to seep through because there is no room for the $50 million movie anymore in Hollywood. It's either a super cheap $5 million movie that some independent studio yeah, produces or, or, no, or, or it's right. $200 million. Or it's a comedy. Because movie houses aren't making movies. Right, they make six or seven. That's that's a year. how independent movies end up winning stuff at the Oscars because they're yeah, just so I mean, there's no, they're not going to give an like Oscar to
3: a Marvel movie. Yeah, and so there's not a whole lot else to choose from at this point.
2: No, I know that these are real problems, right? The movie industry is suffering from a real issue of doing nothing but remakes of remakes of remakes and sequels of movies. There's
1: I, only
3: seven storylines. Well, so. I,
1: I would also say that they're not suffering because these movies are making billions of dollars.
3: Yeah, they are making well, billions it, of dollars, but like. It is down some across number, the board, though. Tank.
1: It's down across the board in North America. Yeah, it's true. But they're making these movies so international audience can consume them. Like Great Wall with Matt Damon. Oh, it's so great. It just really capitalized on the whole big fervor for the wall.
2: It's <laughs> the best wall.
1: Uh, anyway, of that list, Gary, which one is your favorite? Because I, I, I'm i with them. I think I, Dr. Strange is my favorite one, but I don't think it's... You no, could easily argue other ones on
3: that list. I, I would say Dr. Strangelove is the best movie, and I have a very, like... What do you have against Mulholland Drive, by the way? He probably it's, thinks it's too independent.
2: No, it's just like... I think it is weird for the sake of be. I think it's David Lynch at his worst.
1: No, it's David Lynch it's at anybody. his best.
2: No, I think that he needs to be restrained by with some of his weirdness, which is why I think, at least what I've seen, the new Twin Peaks have done that. He hasn't been out to the max in weirdness, whereas I think it is just so indulgent. I think Mulholland Drive is a profoundly indulgent film and not one that I think holds up.
3: That's my opinion.
2: Now, you can disagree. I'm sure there's lots of movie critics... They feel very differently about it, and I appreciate that. But I just think it's David, Lynch, uh, David Lynch's worst tendencies uh, not being checked. So that's why – well, I appreciate it as film. I think it can be, again, a great movie without being a good movie.
1: The, the things that David Lynch does well and that I want from a David Lynch movie – and there's always some – like there's horror in his movies despite the fact that he never makes a horror movie. Yeah. Like they're t- they can be very, very terrifying. They're always somewhat funny. As well, they're beautiful to look at, and the camera does a lot of visual description. I mean, David Lynch is a very visual director, but he also combines that with a great soundtrack every single time. Like, there's a certain mood that you get when you watch a David Lynch movie, and I feel like out of all of his, Mulholland Drive takes all those best parts of all of his movies and puts them into one. And you have a mystery on your hands, which is always nice.
2: But Fire Walk With Me has all those things.
1: Yeah, Fire Walk With Me has zero humor. That's (laughs)
2: And that, that's, a, <laughs> well, that, that's, that's not true. We, we were laughing within five minutes of watching that movie.
1: Okay, there is the scene when Lil comes out and she's making a sour face and that's how David Lynch is describing the plot details of this FBI investigation to someone. That's just more crazy than funny.
2: And the whole fight, the, the fight between the, the, the police officers That's, and not, the
1: that's not actually in the movie. That's a deleted scene.
2: Okay, well, you know what? The fact that does that even really matter?
1: Well, the fact that there's a cut of the movie that's seven and a half hours long, oh, like, what, what actually existed in the movie is what exists in the movie. I saw it the other night at uh, the Carlton Cinema at midnight, like, the, the day before Twin Peaks premiered. I went and watched Fire Walk with me. Yeah, like I like Fire Walk with me, but, like, it's not a great achievement in movie making.
2: Oh, God, no. But I think it's David Lynch. I think it's, it's, it's classic Lynch.
1: No, it's not classic Lynch because there's no humor element of it whatsoever.
2: Listen, I'll, I'll concede I don't like him as much as you like him. You know, it's one of those things. So, like, Uh, So I I understand why you're praising him more than I would. I just think some of his stuff is just, he has some good instincts and some bad ones. And it depends movie by movie which predominates.
1: All right. Any final thoughts, Gary? No. Next time. uh, we got it all. Next time on Cust Corner. Cust Corner,
3: it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the
0: United States, but it's Cuscona. It's Cuscona. Cuscona. <laughs> I think we can come up with a better name than that.
1: Well, maybe you can describe your thoughts on why climate change isn't real.
2: That's not the position that I even take, but okay.
1: I don't know. That's that, that was one of the viewer questions that I was asked. Why does Tim deny climate change?
2: Well, I don't. We can save it for the next episode, but long story short, I don't doubt. It happening. I just have some questions about the anthropogenic nature of things. Hates climate change, it's but been, of course, because, like because I'm, not a, it not, I'm not a because I'm not a degree scientist like Bill Nye, who has a degree in engineering. How could I know anything?
1: Hates <laughs> Bill Nye.
2: Yeah, I'm not a left wing propagandist like him. So, I mean, how could I know anything? <laughs>
1: Well, I think for next time out, um, if people have listened this far, this is is your, like... You are more than welcome. This is your keyword. It is the long weekend for people. They need, you know, an hour and a half to fill up, and hopefully they've enjoyed their time. But we're going to do a special Cuss Corner within the next two months where people can send in their questions for Tim to answer. So if you have questions out there, please don't put them on Twitter and don't tweet them at Tim because Tim doesn't need to know about them. So we can ask him on the spot to get his real reactions. Please send them to pat mayo hour at gmail.com if you have a question to submit for Cust corner
3: and try not to make them too time specific
1: yeah because
3: we don't know when we're going to do this
1: evergreen yet. is always better than very time specific or things.
3: very massive cultural moments like if it's minute yeah. things that have taken place in the last week probably not going to have any relevance yeah like if Lebr- and half if now.
1: LeBron ends up winning the NBA championships like, is LeBron the greatest athlete of all time we like, don't care I, I don't, we don't yeah. I honestly we don't even care about sports on this show
2: no not really. You can ask a sports question, and maybe you have some interesting ones like roller derby.
3: I was I like was derby. partially preparing for. I a... used to
2: love roller derby when I was young, till I found out it was fixed.
3: That's roller jam.
1: That's it? like roller jam. Did you just go around your house stop on the jam clock at all times?
2: Whatever one of them was used to be on T M N.
1: Yeah, that was roller jam. Yeah.
2: Is that roller jam? Yeah, I used to watch that every yeah, you, Friday night or whatever. Yeah, it was
1: written before ECW. You to have exactly. The lock. And you used...
2: then they th- I found out it was rigged, and I could—I never watched it again.
1: I mean, I was big on the Las Vegas hot dice. And every time I used to score a goal in lacrosse, score, boom, stop the jam clock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was making fun of David Lynch for his indulgentness, and uh, we've been nothing but indulgent.
3: Yeah, it's basically I what this corner is. Happened.
1: Gary and Thorne, thank you for being here. Sorry for touching your hand. No worries. I think that was pretty awkward, no, but not okay. as awkward as
0: Tim and August.
3: Tim and
2: Did you slap it away Melania style, Gary?
3: I did not. I embraced it. He enjoys the gentle
0: touch
1: of Pat Mayo. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> all right, I got an engagement party to go to, and I have to edit the show and make sure it gets out so... Hooray! Time You can follow me on Twitter at ThePME if you want to download the audio version of the Pat Mayo Hour. Please do that wherever podcasts are downloaded for free. Not gonna cost you a thing. For the video version, subscribe to YouTube or any of the VOD services that we offer, whether it's Roku, Apple TV, Xbox One, Amazon Fire Stick, all those places. And please, tell a friend about Cuss Corner because it will make them smarter based on how stupid the show is. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time.
2: That should be the tagline for the show. What? <laughs> you will get smarter by learning the stupidity of, the, of listening to this. Yeah. Whatever you way what you phrase I I didn't phrase it correctly, but however you just phrase that, it should be like the tagline for this show.
1: No, the tagline is the Pat Mayo Hour. Not really an hour. That's,
2: That's also great. Or send complaints too. <laughs> yep. All right. See you later, dude. Yeah. This was fun. This one was actually a lot of fun.
1: Oh, um, by the way, I'm going in tomorrow to get my uh, wedding. Yeah, has been
2: asking me about this, and I keep telling him I don't know. Yeah,
1: I, I'm going to have that figured out tomorrow.
2: So you're going to send us all an email, or how's that going to work? Yeah, I'll
1: send you all an email with, like, the, the code for, like, what you need to get. I'll go pick what everything What uh, company are you going with? I'm going with Moors. Moors? Okay. So what you can do is you can go into Calgary Moors, get yes, fitted up there, fitted and you can go pick it up in Halifax.
2: What, uh, what kind of suit is it? I don't
1: know. Black?
2: <laughs> so, but just curious, like, is it a vest or?
1: cummerbund? I don't
2: like know. Like I'm I mean.
1: deciding this all tomorrow.
2: And what kind of tie or cravat? Black? What do you look yep. best in, Tim? No, no, but that's not what I mean.
1: You're wearing a normal black tie.
2: Is that what it is? A long, like, a four- Okay, oh, he definitely fine. wanted a bow tie. I'm wearing a bow tie, so... Oh, I think cravats are cooler than bow ties. But anyway.
3: You can wear a bolo tie if you want to. No, no, no. no I'll, no, I'll you pay you $20 to wear a bolo tie at this wedding. No, no.
2: One has to wear what one has to wear, but that plain black tie is fine with me. Whatever.
1: You can't wear a top hat either. No. Oh. Or a monocle. <laughs> and you can't oh. have a pimpin' cane.
2: Anyway, uh, very good. Yeah, send us that email. And I'll laugh. Make sure I get uh, suited up for it. What
3: are the odds Tim gets drugged, drunked? No, no. But like, like smashed at this wedding.
1: Oh, zero percent. But he might get drugged. Uh,
3: I'm gonna try to get tased. There's,
1: there's enough. There's enough people I know at this wedding who would drug someone that would drug Tim just for laughs.
2: I mean, I'll, I will mean, have a room at the hotel. I'm sure I will be drinking relatively heavily.
3: Single malts. Drunk, drunk enough to do a cartwheel.
2: Well, then, last time we were at this place for a hotel, for a wedding, when they had the open bar, Jeff and Beth at the open bar, I had like 15 Canadian clubs. Jesus. He was out of control. <laughs> yeah. we were, was it just me?
1: You see how he changed the stance from the cartwheel because he's really backed off the cartwheel, like doing a cartwheel. He he now says he has to practice if he wants to be able to do it. I thought it was just easy to do a cartwheel, Tim.
2: Listen, I can do it, but it, need, it I need to have some practice at it. You know, not, I'm not a gymnast by nature.
1: But you, when you
2: first brought this
1: yeah, up, that it was so No right problem, now. I can do it. I'm tremendous, the yeah. best cartwheels <laughs> in town.
2: Yeah, well, believe it or not, sometimes I might overestimate my no. capacity and skills, and that uh, you
0: know no. I need,
2: need to be grounded a little bit. I still think I can do it. I think anybody can. I just I was practicing in the pool after class the other day, and I think in water I can get it done, but on dry land might be harder.
0: Really,
1: that that's your that's your would take? You, you, get, think, you, would think you think it's can... easier to do it in a pool? You can do a handstand in a pool,
3: I bet as well.
2: I I, I can. Would, but you, I was working would you like, mechanism Tim having to buy you a
3: wedding gift if he could just cartwheel at your wedding? Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty good. That'd be, that'd be just cartwheel down the aisle. Yeah.
2: yeah. Or hire a stunt double to do it. <laughs> and make sure that the transition is seamless so you don't know it's a stunt double.
1: I feel like you'd be like, able to like pull that ra- If Moore anyone could, could pull that off, you could pull that off, Tim.
2: So I, you could always tell that it's definitely Roger Moore climbing on top of that helicopter.
1: No, that was in like, uh, what's the Wayans Brothers movie, I'm Gonna Get You Sucka? That there's just a whole fight scene of just, like, clearly not them. And they just pop up after. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think it's... I, I think it's... I don't know if it's Pam Greer or it's someone else. It's like Keenan I-
2: Ivory Wayans. Huh? Yeah, it's one yeah. with Keenan
1: Ivory Wayans. And it's like him and a woman are fighting people off. But then like, it cuts to one part with the stunt double. It's just some dude with a mustache. <laughs> because I <of> was a woman. <laughs>